says it. This is the answer. It says here that a bolt of lightning is going to strike the clock tower precisely 10.04 p.m. next Saturday night. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. If known he had done uh, that, I would have put Willy Wonka. Horror movie. Horror movie. Willy Wonka, or Charlie and the Dark Chocolate Factory. <laughs> the Dark Chocolate <laughs> That's awesome. Let's go off of that. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Film. Patent pending. Yeah. Patent pending. Don't steal that uh, uh, thing from Justin. Right. We are making that movie someday. <laughs> right? Charlie and the jo- Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone dies. Uh. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Right? <laughs> so how you been? Doing good, man. Been fucking working, working, working. Went down to uh, Naples over this last week. Naples is a hike from here. Yeah, four-hour drive. I'm yeah. so freaking happy my truck made it there and back. Like, on the way down, dude, I was doing, like, 77 just to be safe. You oh, know? yeah. And once I knew I could make it, I was doing, like, 85 on the way back. <laughs> is but your truck questionable at times? Nah, it's, she needs some work, man. Yeah, I wouldn't even take mine on the highway, I don't think. Yeah. I just, yeah, she's too old for that. But I'm driving a 98. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not a uh, classic 98. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, while I was down there, dude, the uh, restaurant at the hotel where I was staying, yeah. Dude, it was called like the old Florida Chop House. And I don't know, um, have you ever heard of uh, Wagyu steak? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I've wanted to try one of those for like seven years, but they're so fucking expensive, dude. You know, well, when in Rome, I, dude, I, I was down there and the restaurant had it. And dude, I went and dropped 180 bucks Ooh. on a fucking dinner for myself. Damn. It was the best dinner I've oh, yeah, had yeah. in my entire nah, see, life. And you'll remember that dude, forever. I sat there for like an hour just taking little bites and just enjoying it, dude. Yeah. It was so fucking I'm good. all about spending money on memories and not on stuff. I say that <laughs> as somebody who just came back from up north with a suitcase full of shit. Well, those are memories. <laughs> yeah, you they know? totally are like, my memories. So. I remember when I was a kid and used to play with those toys yeah. <laughs> don't play with them they just sit there <laughs> which might even be worse <laughs> i don't get no joy out of them yeah uh yeah so if you listen to the last pod i we did an epic uh, uh horror wild card with my cousin and yeah my cousin pushes toys for a living and i uh greedily accept them <laughs> no i got some good stuff up there so yeah i always go up there with half a suitcase and i come back and that's awesome oh man and my, i brought like two pounds of coffee back i brought two donuts back that i carried on <laughs> in like my backpack yeah. with us and they came they got here like looking beautiful too that's awesome they were like uh uh it's like a it's like a uh, a cake donut filled with jelly covered in coconut and it's like the best. Thing it's I've impressive ever that it oh. made it home. Oh, I well, I had three of them while I were there. <laughs> I, was there. I told my cousin during the last one, I'm like, I'm so glad they don't have these down there. I said, because I would gain 10, 15 yeah. pounds because they are so fucking good. I usually only eat donuts when I'm up there. Yeah. Uh, because they're just so good compared to down here. Have you ever been to the Varsity in Atlanta? 
The varsity. Yeah. No. So it's just this like, cause Georgetown university is there mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just this little hot dog joint that's been there for like 60 something years, you know, and they have like the best fucking chili dog you've ever had. Oh, really? And my mom used to have a friend named Jimmy and we went up to the sec championship in Atlanta one year and he, he asked that my mom go and get him five chili dogs from the varsity and bring them back on the way home. So we literally did that and drove them four Just hours. Them. Yeah, like... How'd they travel? Traveled well? I mean, they were chili dogs. They hey, were pretty soggy, you? but I'm sure they were great. You <laughs> know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my girl's down south for the holidays. I'm here by myself, so I've been just deep diving on movies, like some hard-to-find movies. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I watched a Short Time. God, dude. I need to see that I again. I forgot too. How, how amazing that movie that's is. That's so and fun. These were all movies that, like, I found somebody that's uh, manufacturing them on demand. So they're like, uh, I guess that's a that's a nice way of saying bootleg. But <laughs> nobody tell the FBI. Oh, tell me I well, they got. Uh, I mean, I'm buying them online, so yeah. I think they have some sort of rights to them and everything, yeah. or they're they're working around that in some way. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's like it's not like on the street on like a blanket that's laid out in New York. <laughs> you know, which is where which I. I bought- knock either because i have done that in the past that's where I how i got my, cabin boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how i got my first um bootlegs too i was on the uh the ferry um in new york i forget if we were going i think we were going to the statue of liberty mm-hmm. and there was a dude with a blanket full of vhs that's you awesome. know and i got amistad and fallen and i forget what the third one was but Amistad was completely unwatchable, yeah. but Fallen was great. Like, I, I had <laughs> yeah, Fallen forever. is one of those movies that that's a fun story that you kind of have that. It, so I've been on this guy's website, two people. I've been on both their websites just searching and searching for friggin' movies and everything. And I should list a couple of them here that you probably don't even know about that are on there. But I was able to snatch... Uh, I was able to snatch Short Time, which yeah. if you're not familiar, that Dabney Coleman company. So great. And, and that's never been available. I owned it on VHS for the longest time. Oh, it's really? It's not available on uh, DVD. Really? And so I was surprised when the quality was, was as good as it was. Mm-hmm. And you would have believed that it was like a straight up DVD that they got it off. Hell yeah. So I was super excited with that. Uh, but then I uh, I got Watchers, which I've been looking for for years. I've never seen that. Uh, that's with Corey Haim and the, and the, uh, the dog. That's the one where the The dog's really smart, right? Yeah, he's connected with this monster. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Ironside's hunting him down through the whole movie. Loses his arms. Yeah. It's one (laughs) of the best Corey Haim movies. Uh, Night in the City, which I watched last night, and the quality wasn't as good, but man, I love that fucking movie, man. I don't know that I've seen it. He's like a. De Niro is like a shady ass uh, lawyer. Just Uh doesn't care what happens. We'll screw anybody over. There's a great scene where they. uh, He's at a bar, and the bartender spots this, like, uh, shyster woman who uh, is dressed like a nun collecting and everything and they know she's not a nun right. she was like dressed like the Easter Bunny a couple days ago <laughs> so he comes from around the bar and grabs the bartender grabs this woman and throws him out of the fucking uh, throws her out of the bar Holy on her shit. ass like very violently while Robert De Niro is coming in wow. and he's like he's like he's throwing out nuns here because <laughs> that's how hardcore he is and then someone says hey that's your fare and as a lawyer he, he says hey how would I represent you and she says fuck you yeah <laughs> He's <laughs> the 86 and none and told me to go fuck myself. That's fucking uh, it, It's a great, like, low-level kind of gangster boxing promoter type movie. And it, mm. it, it was always one of my favorites. Uh, and I also got Maniac Cop 2, 
Time Rider. Do you know what that is? Oh. That's uh, Remo Williams. It's uh, uh, Fred Ward. Really? And it's like this low-budget 80s time travel movie huh. that I watched a trailer for, and I was like, how have I not seen this? Yeah. But I, it's come up on list because I've gone on list of like uh, movies that are only available on VHS because that's the ones I'm kind of primary looking from, uh, yeah. this person. Sidekicks. Oh, God. Fucking classic. God, I mean, I rewatched the trailer, and I was like, man, it's so much better than I even remember. Oh, that dude, thing. it's a good movie, man. Because they're, they're recreating like Chuck Norris films in that thing. So that, watch him with the Hitman mullet. Oh yeah, it's dude. like some of the best stuff, and I love Jonathan Brandis. Anyways, the keep that was that's always a big one. Uh, Scott Glenn and Gabriel familiar. Byrne. It's like uh, Nazis un, like dug up this like evil in this cave, and that oh shit, and it manifests in this creature, and it comes up. Fucking Nazis all. always screwing always shit fucking up. shit up. And then from the other person, I got Super Fuzz, which is so obscure that I think the copies on Amazon or eBay are going for like eighty five dollars. That sounds very familiar. Very. Obscure 1980s movie where a super uh, where a cop gets superpowers, but every time he sees the color red, he loses his superpowers. Wow! It's a very weird movie that I, I watched with my brother growing up, and I, now that's obscure. That's obscure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited <laughs> to see that. A hut to trot is surprisingly oh, yeah. hard to find. That's the Bobcat Goldquaid, John Candy horse. Movie. The horse movie. Yeah. Now, which one was the horse? I don't remember. Uh, John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> He's so funny in that. Uh, Meatballs Part 2, which I love one, but two is so funny, man. Is two the one with Meathead? Yeah, with Me- Meathead, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he was saying his name was Ted. Yeah, yeah. When I heard Meathead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pee Wee Herman was in it. Such a great yeah. movie. I loved it. Uh, the Night Before is an awesome, obscure... Um, Keanu Reeves movie where huh. he's he takes Laurie Lofton of all people <laughs> out on a date and he gets super drunk and then ends up selling her to a gang member. Oh my but god! But wakes up in the morning after it all happened. We don't see any of that. We're like following Keanu when he wakes up and he's like, "What's happened? Where is she? Oh, you sold her. Oh wow! So now he's got to go on this whole fucking trek around the city to find out where who he sold her to and everything. It's fun, man. It was Blackout like, movies are fun. Yeah. Uh, Blackouts, on the other hand, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> uh, Walk Like a Man. Oh, yeah, God, dude. man. How many people are that's obscure? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Howie Mandel thinks he's a dog. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> It must have been part of his stand-up that he acted like a dog, because I knew he did that Bobby character around the same time. Yeah, so. I remember him doing Bobby. And, like, uh, I used to watch Howie Mandel. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I used to watch Howie Mandel's stand-up. Yeah, they were I loved it. Yeah. When he blew up the... The, the glove, glove yeah. yeah uh, and finally, I bought uh, Late for Dinner, uh, which I talked about once on one of the pods, and it was really good. Two brothers in like the 50s uh, had to cryo-freeze themselves, hmm. and they unfroze themselves in like the 90s. Huh. And uh, it, was, it was good. It was Peter Berg, the kid from uh, Shocker. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who the other person was in it. And uh, uh Damn, there's a couple other good actors. There, but obscure as hell. Were there any good character actors? Ah, tons of good character actors. <laughs> Peter Burke could be considered a character actor, even though he's more of a director now, too. Mm. He did The Kingdom, and uh, he's done all sorts of different movies. I can't remember what else Peter Burke's been doing, but I remember The Kingdom. Hell yeah. Yeah. Character actors, dude. Number 10. Number 10. That's nuts. And dude. you look at these names. These are some big ass names on here. Yeah. How did we possibly leave these off? Yes, dude. I'm telling you, there's so many great character actors out there. Uh, I mean, the it, it's got to be like 70% to 30 with female character actors because we've done like eight female character actors, but it's a lot harder to to kind of find ones we haven't talked about when you get to around yeah. the, uh, the eighth pod around it. But it seems like there's, there's 
uh, a ton of actors still out there. So we picked 10. And these are awesome, man. Yeah, these are really good. These names. We always go through. If you want to go back, we've obviously we've done nine of these. Yeah. So go back through our catalog if you like this episode. Because this episode is one of our favorites to do because we can just kind of go through here. It's the only episode I think we have lists for, really. And it's just I've got all 10 of the actors' names and then like maybe 15, 12, 15 of their movies uh, of their most well-known movies listed under there. And that way we can kind of hit on a bunch of movies all at the same time and talk about kind of our favorite movies on that list, some of their best performances on that list, and just kind of basically showcase what these guys have done. Because some of these actors, you don't know the name, that last guy on this list. No one knows who the fuck that is. And he has probably got one of the best rosters of movies you've ever seen. Can you imagine the residual checks he gets every month? Oh my God, if that's in his contract... Even if it's small, yeah, I mean, and it is, yeah. but it's still five dollars for every time they air it, and they air those one of those probably ten of those movies a day, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I see what they air. Um, and just speaking of that, what, what's the guy's name um, from Hook that played Rufio? You know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know his name. So he's on TikTok, and he does this thing where he opens his residual checks. Um, oh really? On TikTok? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, um, and he'll always say like. Sometimes it's a steak dinner. Yeah. Sometimes it's McDonald's. He's like, let's see what it is, you know, and he'll open it up. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like 250 bucks. Sometimes <laughs> it's like $5, you know, like. Yeah. Just, I guess if you're a bigger actor and you just got a huge catalog out there, I mean, yeah. that's, I guess that's key. If you just put in all the movies, you can get residuals like every, every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go further, I wanted to touch on one thing. Uh, when I was, because I mentioned uh, before we start, I was going to talk about it. Uh, I went on the airplane, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there was only uh, one way I could watch films. Uh-huh. Uh, I also watched Squid Game, which we loved. Oh, nice. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. And season two will be exciting, too. Yeah. But I was able to watch one movie complete uh-huh. on the airplane in a half of one movie. Uh-huh. And I still need to go back and watch the other half of the movie because it was interesting. And mm-hmm. the first one was Pig. Oh, nice, dude. And I liked it. Obviously, weird as shit to the point of... It's interesting they're even making a movie about this I'm subject. I'm telling you, yeah. The like, subject is kind of strange enough that for some reason it could have gone, they could have went 20 different ways in this movie and they decided to go this way. And it was somewhat satisfying still yeah. just to see them go through it. Yeah. You're like, really? This is what they're doing? And it's funny, you don't want to say what it is because no. there's... But there is some sort of kind of secret element to it and everything. But it's not like the element is very satisfying. You're like, okay. Yeah, I'll just say it's so different from the other shit that he's been putting out. No, because he does put a shitload of crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. And so, I mean, I saw the premise of the movie in the trailer, and Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, shit, dude. He's going to John Wick this movie. And basically three actors, and they're all great actors. The kid from... uh, from Hereditary. That played his son. That played that guy's son. Uh, and, yeah. that, and that guy was That's also, right, yeah. I think he's, uh, his last name's Baldwin, but I don't think he's related to, he's definitely not related to the other Baldwins. Yeah. Uh, but I love the kid from Jumanji and from Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was him at first. Like when he first visited him at his encampment, he was wearing his sunglasses and he was really kind of... Yeah, Not until yeah. later on did I realize, oh, that's who this actor was. Then again, I was watching on such a small screen. Right. So I was able to watch that and then I watched the first half of Old. Oh, yeah. Which I really enjoyed so far. I, but then again, that you could say that about every M. Night. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> that last 10 minutes really really makes it. How, how far? They just yeah. found the dead body floating in the water. So it was like a half hour. Enough. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Since you started it, go back and yeah. finish. No, no, I, I, I planned on it. I was hoping that it was going to be up for sale, though, because I figured I would just buy it because those red box is like $1.98 to rent, $4 to own. Yeah. Like the pig's 4 bucks right now. I'll probably pick it up. Oh, to buy? There. Yeah. Oh, really? Conjuring 3, 4 bucks right now. Yeah. So I might go pick that up, too. I usually will snag a lot of those red boxes. And I've done it for many character actors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First character. No, actually, before that, who's got the most? We always go through and we decide who's got the most movies on this so, list. So, Udo Kier? Udo has the most. Which that is... makes sense because he did a lot of movies in Germany. Oh, before. interesting. Uh, and he's awesome. We'll go through his stuff. And who has the least? Oh, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, me too. Least, which was uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah. We're going to be talking about him in a little while, too. And, yeah, you would think for Daniel Stern, you would think he's got like 150, Easy. 200. Easy. Because every year he had a good movie coming out. Yeah. All right. Let's start early on here, though. Let's go with our first guy, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, dude. 74 movies, man. And he One will, of my all-time favorites. He will always be Private Pile to me. God, there's so many different roles for him that where my head goes to. Private Pile has to be one of the first, but I'm also so surprised how many times my head goes to The Cell. Uh, yeah, let's, let, let's pick like that. four or five each. Like when I think of D'Onofrio, I definitely think Full Metal Jacket, but I will occasionally think of him Adventures and Babysitters as the Thor guy. Yeah, uh, I often think of him uh, from the 13th floor because I love that movie so much as the the crazy bartender, The Cell, and then The Salt and Sea is another big one because he had no nose in The Salt and Sea. Oh, and interesting. Fucking scary. Looking. Saigon whore bit it off. Yep. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, for me, it's, it's like I said, full metal jacket, but then I go to, uh, men in black. I, I, I because that was <laughs> the like, Edgar suit. <laughs> yeah, man. But that was also like, I hadn't seen him oh, really? anything between those two movies. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that's the same guy. Um, and then of course I love escape plan. So I go that way. Um, you totally forget him in escape plan is where he looks like Dave. That, that's how, kind yeah, of he kind of does. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, but before that, he's gone through a lot of transformations with his like body, and it, it sucks that one of his best things we we normally would not put on here because it's a TV thing. But his portrayal as Kingpin is insane. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Insanely yeah. good. It's 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 crazy how good it is. Yeah, go back and watch the first two Daredevil seasons, man. Ooh, so good. Do you remember who he was in uh, Strange Days? Oh, I loved him in Strange Days. He was the one uh, that had the uh, uh, no, he was one of the cops. Him and William Fichtner oh, okay. were cops together, and they're the ones that shot that black rapper. Uh-huh. And then, didn't, not realizing that a girl had one of those nettings under her wig, and yeah. recorded the whole thing. And then they chased them all the way to the subway, and they it was a pretty physical role. And yeah. remember, the very end of it is where he's like, I guess he's handcuffed to Ray Fines, and he's dragging Ray Fines, and he's covered in blood, and he's got his gun out and he's just trying to shoot I God, think he's I, trying to shoot Angela I need Bassett. to see that again oh and it takes the whole ending is like that 1999 celebration in New yeah, York City yeah man Strange Days was good it was really yeah, good really I just good. I don't remember it well oh. you know what I mean and they did a, such a great job if you're not familiar with Strange Days you put this thing on your head 
and you can actually feel and experience pre-recorded ex- uh, like uh, memories and experiences people have had. Yeah. So like Ray Fiennes is obsessed with he apparently wore that thing a lot when he was with Juliette Lewis. Yeah. And so he has got a spank bank just like <laughs> just yeah. like filled up of them having sex and them just roller skating together, taking showers together, and everything. And he's kind of a peddler for these things, and he sells different ones, but he yeah. doesn't deal with black market ones, which are like. You're People. high on drugs, you're ju- suicide ones, yeah. death ones, yeah. which are out there. Yeah. They, it, there was that one where they showed the guy robbing the bank, then going up the stairwell, and then turning around, getting shot at by cops, and then jumping off the building. Yeah. And then he rips it off at the very end. He's right like, you're not supposed to let me see that shit. Yeah. Remember the, his little tech guy was the guy from, um, we've talked about him before, uh, Richard Edlund, the guy from uh, Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. What country do you think this is? Um, the uh, ballet. Driver. Yeah, the ballet. Yeah, driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he was the uh, and he gets his at some point. Oh, it's a great movie, man. I always think of that guy in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I love him in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I think of Fisher Stevens more than him. I think of Fisher but the Stevens. two of them. They are right? like yeah. right next to each other. Do you, have you seen Thirteenth Floor? I don't think I have. See, we definitely. I need to make a list, and we well, it's not going to have to be a secret because we're going to have to make ourselves aware yeah. of what it is. Like you're going to pick five for me, and I'll pick five for you. Yeah. And uh, they live... You're going to have to watch some terrible shit. That's fine. No, I like (laughs) terrible shit. I own terrible shit. (laughs) uh, But uh, They Live would be on mind for you. Mm -hmm. uh, But 13th Floor would would definitely be on there, man. Uh It's so good. You would love it because it's very time travel related. There's a... There's a separate world that this one guy has created mm-hmm. that if you lay in this, like, looks like tanning beds or mm-hmm. everything and you put something on, you'll get transported into this separate world where you you have, um, what do they call those, like an a avatar. Basically, an avatar yourself is in that world at all times and you jump into him and you live that experience. So he's created it. So he's a millionaire playboy when he goes in. Gotcha. Uh, one of the other guys, the tech guy uh, for the whole thing, Craig Burkio is like the main guy, but uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is the tech guy. Mm-hmm. And in the separate world, he's a bartender and he's kind of a shady ass bartender and everything. Really? And he's kind of a meek guy outside the world. So it's very interesting when Craig Burkio goes in there and he's used to dealing with Vincent D'Onofrio as this kind of meek good friend of his right he goes there and it uh and the d'onofrio in the world looks like he could kill you at any moment really and it turns out he is a psycho fucking path oh shit but it's crazy how people keep jumping in and you don't know if you're uh people are in that world or not or what you're watching and it's it's a that sounds good yeah Yeah. if you like like the matrix and stuff like that that's kind of a low level version of that when is the matrix new one coming out i think it's on hbo if i'm if i'm correct i think it's december a lot of these movies that i thought we're going to come out in a long time from now or actually coming up pretty quick. <laughs> December 22nd. Yeah. I mean, that's God, like dude. a month away. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember going on, on pods when Matrix 4 was announced and yeah. being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Da, da, da. No Way like, Home's coming up. Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Uh, what else on here? Ed Wood, I always love. That's a uh, great that's Tim a Burton movie. black and white one that's with Johnny Depp. That's the black Depp. and white uh, and Bill Murray's on it. Is and, he? Uh, he plays... I think uh, that one just kind of fell out of my wheelhouse. I never watched. It was that funny. One. It yeah. was a quirky kind of funny comedy. Too. Yeah, but it was uh, it was great to see Martin Landau as Bella Lugosi. But D'Onofrio played what's the guy who did Citizen Kane? Damn, you're asking me. Yeah, one of the best <laughs> actors of all time too. Now you should be able to get. He got really heavy, and he played Ironside in the TV show. Marlon Brando. No, but it's on that kind of realm here. Man, this is bad. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I don't think I ever saw that movie. Citizen Kane. Oh. Uh, oh, oh. It's here, it's here, it's coming. Orson Welles. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I felt like my chair just dipped, so if my chair gives up from underneath me, oh. keep us rolling. Man. Yeah. It's, all, it's all for the comedy. Just don't fall through the glass door. Yeah. Have you seen Dangerous Lies Alter Boys? That was a fun-ass movie. No. <laughs> I say that in kind of sort of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It was a good movie, but it was uh, it was done very weirdly. He played the head priest in it and everything, and it's basically uh, a bunch of kids at, like, reform school and all the fucked-up shit they're doing. Oh, yeah. And one of them is the Culkin kid who's now super famous in that Kieran? succession uh, show. Yeah, Kieran Culkin mm. is way more famous than Macaulay. Huh. Even though I loved Macaulay in the uh, American Horror Story. I was going to say, you mentioned that yeah. the other day. It was good. Yeah. It was is, really good. Is that... When what season is that? Like I, I don't. I think they're doing a dual thing right now because they. I think they're doing half of the season deals with these vampire things in Provincetown, Mass, which is where we used to have a summer place, nice. which we went. So I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, and it's super small, so it's it's weird that they even did that. It's like them doing one about like. Key Largo or something like Gainesville yeah yeah Gainesville. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the second half of the season is but that first half was pretty good and usually I'm always out on I usually stick around for two episodes of American Horror Story and it's like yeah this is too that's bad. why I stopped watching it yeah and just, my girl keeps telling me the Roanoke season was supposed to be one of the best ones ever on film that's where I but, stopped oh see yeah see I guess it's just whatever I, well I didn't even watch one I was just like I've watched enough of this now so was he scarier in Full Metal Jacket or The Cell? Because that's kind of a difficult one. I've never seen The Cell. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to have a big list. Cube <laughs> and The Cell. I, I, I've was never there a reason you didn't watch The no, Cell, though? Just, just never came across it. You know what I mean? And the like, Cell was trippy, man. And now, like... Like a good trippy. It was I'm a good, sure. It was like a serial killer movie mixed in with, like, Dreamscape type of... It was very yeah. Dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, um, Jennifer Lopez could go into people's minds right. and find things out. Also like Inception in a way like that. Well, mm-hmm. they did it for through dreams, not actually mind, but mm-hmm. in the cell, that's what they did with the mind. And Vincent D'Onofrio at the very beginning of the movie, he's a crazy serial killer. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like he's, he's hanging himself. He's got hooks on his back and he, he oh, hangs yeah. himself like that kind of crazy. Yeah. And he kidnaps this girl and keeps her in like a like a, a glass aquarium and water slowly rising and everything. And oh, he's shit. giving the cops a certain amount of time. Uh, the cops invade his house and like knock him out. And they, they know the girl is still in the place. So yeah. they need to get in his brain to find out where the girl is. Oh, wow. So Jennifer Lopez goes in his brain. Uh-huh. Has to go into the brain of like the craziest serial killer. So then it turns into a Freddy movie, basically. Oh, nice. So yeah. he's in the... His brain, his subconscious is still doing stuff. You're seeing him as a kid being tormented by his parents. Ugh. You're seeing him actually do some of the murders. And he can turn and he can actually interact and talk with Jennifer Lopez. It's mm. fucking scary, dude. Like, like Jennifer Lopez gets stuck in there and then Vince Vaughn has to go in there after. It's, it's fun, man. But it's twisted. <laughs> the other day, somebody saw the hook tattoos over here. Oh, yeah. And they asked me oh, if, wow. if I like to hang from hooks. Oh, and I was Jesus. like, I said, no, these are fishing hooks. And they said, oh, I thought that would be it was so weird. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> You're freaking me out. Yeah, right? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Adventures in Babysitting was a weird like one. Just He came in at that very end as the mechanic dressed like Thor. Thor. Yeah. yeah, it was great. 
he was huge too. Yeah, he that, was. That giant, was probably dude. the most jacked I've seen him, yeah. and it was probably because of what he was going through with Full Metal Jacket. Because from what I hear, he was jacked, and then he gained the weight because he was good. He was best friends with Matthew Modine. Matthew mm-hmm. Modine's the one who got him that uh, that gig. Oh, really? And uh, got him seen by uh, Kubrick, mm-hmm. and then so he had to go from jacked to fat yeah. to jacked again for Adventures of Babysitting, and then he went and played Orson Welles. I think his body style is naturally a little bit heavier because that's kind of how he kind of went later in his career mm-hmm. uh and paid off well as the kingpin for sure salt and sea played a meth head who snorted so much shit he did not have a nose and he had a fake plastic nose that he would keep on there yeah, yeah. but sometimes he'd take it off and he'd <sighs> breathe Ugh. and he just made val kilmer uncomfortable as shit when he was in the room with him i'm sure it was good but it was that i can understand you're not seeing because that's a hardcore drug movie yeah i don't fuck with him I don't fuck with those names. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World, even he couldn't save that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't care for Jurassic World. I really didn't. Uh, Death Wish, I never saw the new one. Uh, is that with uh, Bruce Willis? Yeah, I, I saw it, was it good. but I don't recall it very well. I have a problem with any of those old Charles Bronson movies getting remade because I love the Charles Bronson one so much. I mean, I liked The Equalizer. Wasn't that Charles Bronson no, back in the that day? Was on a, that was based on a TV show. Oh, is that what it was? It wasn't on. I yeah, gotcha. the, like, specifically, The Mechanic, they fucked that one up. That was such a great uh, Charles Bronson movie, and they did the Jason Statham one with Ben Foster, and it was bad. Uh, yeah, I never saw that. Not good. Watch the old one. There was a bunch of Jason Statham movies I didn't watch. I like him, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, there's more. Every movie more, is exactly more that the I, same. More I don't like than I do. Yeah. Like, I love Spy. Spy was so yeah, fucking that was good. funny, man. Um, and that's not probably everyone's favorite Jason Statham movie. No, it was fucking good. But I loved him in Snatch. That's, wasn't I that, mean, people forget that he was oh, yeah. from Snatch. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah God, that was, was one of those ones you didn't hysterical. think you were going to like, and then you watch it, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is funny as shit. But I couldn't stand uh, The Transporter. Or, no, I didn't like any of or them. Or the other one uh, where he had to keep his adrenaline going the whole time. Yeah, I didn't crank. I didn't like crank, that yeah, yeah, come on. No. Good idea, bad execution. Uh, and then the last one I hear is that Eyes of Tammy Faye, which just came out this year, and I'm wondering if he plays Jim Baker. Hmm. He must play Jim Baker in that. And if he does, I will totally watch that. I'm pretty sure that's out now. So check it out. D'Onofrio, I love him. All right, this next guy, this is also a guy that everyone knows him because there's enough of his movies on here that are huge that you know him, but he has a very distinct look and always was a badass in my youth, started out real young, and then I've still been watching him, and that's the great Robert Dobby. Hell yeah, dude. 83 flicks, man. And I think we all started in the same place when we saw Robert Dobby for the first time. He yeah. is in The Goonies. He Ugh. is one of the Fatelli brothers. He's so the one that's awesome. not Joey Pants. Yeah, right. Because everybody knows Joey Pants a little bit. So much so that no one has to tell anyone whose nickname that is. Yeah. They just all know now. That my mom calls him Joey Pants. I'm Does like, she? how do you know him as Joey Pants? Yeah. It's like, I didn't everyone to call him Joey Pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's called. Yeah. And so, yeah, Robert Dobby, I always know him as the guy that looks like he's got some really bad acne scars. That's I've My brother has some... Uh, mm. My younger brother has some acne scars, and it looks like that's what uh, he's got some of those yeah. pock marks on his face. On his cheeks, yeah. Uh, it, unfortunate, but also fortunate as an actor because it, no, it, it makes him, you, it gives you distinct kind of quality, which absolutely. I think a lot of people are looking for in their movies. Man. Yeah. Uh, where do you go besides the Goonies? When I, you I think Robert Dobby. Maniac Cop 2. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Dude. See, I love Maniac Cop 2. It's one of my favorite <sighs> horror movies and everything. He's not in it as much as, uh, obviously, Robert uh, Zadar or uh, Leo Rossi, who is, I love Leo Rossi. Mm. Uh, and I just watched this recently. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, definitely watch it tonight. I, I can't it's wait, fucking dude. fun. 
and yeah, pay particular attention. Also, I, I completely forgot that towards like the last third of the movie, <clears throat> Leo Rossi is going to get broken out of the jail cell by the maniac cop. To help, oh, yeah. to help him. And Clarence Williams III is the other prisoner in there. And he's crazy in this movie. He's, really? He's really good in this movie. He's like a wild man. He does crazy Yeah, well. and like, so I was like, man, everyone's in this movie. I love yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, my mind, if I don't go Goonies, it almost always goes Die Hard. Uh, he was the guy that's in the helicopter. He's the FBI agent. Oh, he said, yeah. it makes me feel like I'm in fucking Vietnam. Yeah. He's like, I was in grade school, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he was just that pump guy. Well, I love, I'm a Bond guy, so License to Kill was always a big one with me. I loved License to Kill. That was the second Timothy Dalton movie uh-huh. uh, that he did. And he was the main Bond villain. His sub-villain was Benicio Del Toro, like super young. Wow. Probably the first Benicio Del Toro, one of the first Benicio Del Toro movies I saw. I probably saw him in uh, Big Top Pee Wee before. <laughs> he played the dog boy. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, I loved him in License to Kill. He was kind of a ruthless guy, man. I'm trying to remember him from Predator 2. I think he was also an FBI agent. I think he was a cop in that movie. I think he had something to do with the Gary Busey stuff. That's weird. I, I really don't remember him I can't him be in that positive movie. on that. One of my favorite movies that, that. Uh, could be uh, an obscure one we might be talking about someday soon is No Contest from 1995. Do you know what that is? It's familiar. Super obscure. If you did not watch this on HBO back in the day or happen to find a VHS copy of it, you probably have no idea. And it was amazing. So basically, it's Die Hard, but mm-hmm. instead of Bruce Willis uh, and uh, the great, uh, what's the villain in uh, Alan? I can't think of him. I don't know. The villain in uh, Die Hard. Yeah. Future uh, Paul's gonna be pissed at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh come on. Then, now it's not it, it is Alan. Yeah, I know that you're is. half right. <laughs> I'm half right. <laughs> Snape. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Anyways, um, no contest. <laughs> All I can think of is Alan Thick. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely ain't him. Definitely not him. <laughs> uh, it'll come to me. But for cops, not not cops and Robertson. Sorry. <laughs> for no contest, you have Andrew Dice Clay who breaks into this huge building where there's a uh, beauty contest going on. Definitely. And his side guy, who's one of the main terrorists, is Roddy Piper. And Robert Davi is like this somewhat injured. He has a cane kind of uh, um, bodyguard that's guarding Shannon Tweed, who's the main woman in this movie, (laughs) and everything. And then uh, Andrew Dice Tate takes over the entire building and like is keeping everyone hostage. And it's very dark... Low budget diehard, but to see yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Fuck. Solid out. Sorry, Alan. Low budget diehard, but to see. Go oh, ahead. It's so great, man. Yeah. It's so funny just to see Roddy Piper in a very serious role. Doesn't yeah. crack a smile through the whole thing. He's just got his Uzi and he's shooting people and he's just this side guy badass. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's like an HBO Saturday night movie. That sounds awesome. <laughs> what else is on here? Uh, Raw Deal. I'm not sure who he was in Raw Deal. I mean, he always plays a cop or he plays a villain. Yeah. I mean, it's almost always. Action Jackson, he was on. Cops and Robertson, I tried to put that out of my memory, though. I love that oh, movie. Oh, man, I can't stand it. It's How did I know you would, you would be a fan Because of it's got Chevy Chase and fucking Jack Palance. Yeah, it. It, on, I, don't, I just don't think the jokes play as well. I, no, I haven't seen it probably since Ooh, 97. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's worse than Garbage Fail Kids. 
now. See, I loved Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing I own. Uh, he was in Showgirls. Uh, the Hot Chick I've never seen. With Rob Schneider? Yeah. I've, I saw it once. Yeah. yeah. Iceman I loved. I'm not sure who he played in Iceman, but that was that great movie with... Uh, uh, who was in that? Ray Liotta and our main guy from Bug. Yeah. Michael Shannon. Yeah. 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 Really good movie about I, the Iceman. I, every time I think of that, I just I have to be that guy that goes, the documentary's way yeah. better. Have you oh, ever yeah, seen yeah. that? The, it's uh, awesome. The it's Iceman like, Confessions. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. Just dude. where he's sitting, that big, bald guy who's just <laughs> sitting there, like straight up telling you how he's killing people. Yeah, like When he talks about the, uh, the stuff he poured on people's backs at the bar. He says, yeah, I would put it in a drink and then I would spill it on somebody. Yeah. I'd leave and an hour later they'd die. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I would do that more times than anything. Yeah. I remember the two that like stuck out to me the most were when he decided to see if he could kill someone with a crossbow oh. and just was in the middle of like the side of the road in like New York or mm-hmm. something like that. And he just called somebody over to the to the car window and they leaned in and he just fucking shot him in the head with a fucking arrow. It's like, crazy, man. God. Yeah. Michael Shannon's perfect for that role because he oh, always yeah, plays dude. a crazy motherfucker. I don't remember Robert Davi in The Expendables 3, but that's I also one of the ones that I'm least familiar with. Yeah, me you know? too. Um, I'll just say I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next guy, also a guy we grew up with. We yeah. love him. Everyone loves him. He's still kicking him. We're very happy about that. How many of these people have... Uh, are there any on here that are not with us anymore? James Karen's not with us. Is Billy D still with us? Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, everyone else is, uh, is Sweet. alive and kicking. Sometimes we have a lot more uh, memorials than we not expect. Not so live people. <laughs> I don't say our pods have anything to do with it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so the next guy, 104 movies, which is pretty big up there, is the great Christopher Lloyd. Great Scott. God. God. Now, did you grow up watching him in Taxi? I, yes and no. Um, when I would go and stay with, um, I had an aunt and a grandma that I used to stay like summers with and Mm -hmm. they, we would watch, uh, like Nick at night Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd have reruns then, but it wasn't like I was watching what they didn't, or I was watching what they wanted to watch. I wasn't like following and understanding (laughs) it, you know? Yeah. I mean, taxi was a little bit more older than for kids and everything, but it was funny as hell. And his character was great. Like, openly a drug addict who is, like, recovering but is just constantly fucked up. Like, on the edge, Like, yeah. constantly fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny to watch him play that. Uh, I also watched One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest pretty young, and that was his first movie. I'm pretty sure it was Danny DeVito's first movie, and mm-hmm. it was definitely Brad Dorff's first movie. Mm. So it started a lot of people that off. That was a great movie. It's such a great movie, and he had such a small role, but he was so young and, like, uh, skinny yeah. in that movie. I mean, he's skinny now, but he was just, like, a toothpick in that movie. Uh, so what you always go back to the future? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. I kind of do too. I mean, occasionally I certainly will go Clue. I think of him in Clue quite a bit. Uh, I I loved him in Clue. Uh, I also think of him in Who Framed Roger Rabbit quite a bit. Too, oh yeah, because he was just so creepy, man. When I killed your <laughs> brother, oh god, I look just like. I was oh, pretty old when that movie came up, and I wonder how many kids were traumatized as shit by that. Oh, dude. Because it looked scary as, like, a 13-year-old. I've been on one cruise in my life, and the cruise that I was on, Roger Rabbit was playing in the theater. And oh, I th- really? I think I watched it, like, 25 times. Oh. Like, because they just kept it playing on a yeah. loop. And so, like... I'd just go in there and just sit down and watch it over and over and over again. Like, <laughs> I love it. I've seen it a shitload. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, I need you should to definitely it revisit it, man. It's fun. 
Uh, I loved him in Star Trek Three, man. I was always a big Trekkie fan growing up. So Star Trek Three was huge for me. He played a Klingon in Number Three, and like a mm. ruthless, ruthless Kling- Klingon. One of the probably best, like Star Trek villains. He just did not give a shit. Yeah. He ended up killing Kirk. He had Kirk's son killed. He was going to uh, blow up the. Uh, well, he was going to take over the Enterprise, and it was a great scene where uh, Kirk says, hey, well, you can send a boarding party in, we'll surrender, and we'll go to your ship. And while uh, Christopher Lloyd says, I'll give you 60 seconds to do this, uh, Kirk is setting in the coordinates to beam them all to the uh, planet mm-hmm. and then blow up the Enterprise, oh. which is the first time that's ever happened in the movie. And they've gone through a couple, maybe two Enterprises, but this is one of the first times they blew up, blew it up. So they put in, uh, there was a great tense scene where they're trying to get there before he, his guys board. And right when they board, they enter the bridge and everything. And Christopher Lloyd's like, uh, they say, he, there's nobody on the bridge. And he says, but there is some automated thing going off and he's like let me hear it yeah. and he hears a countdown and he's just like get out of there get out of there and the whole fucking enterprise just blows up and kirk and everything are watching it happen from like a mountain on the planet yeah and he has to go down to the mountain and like fight hand-to-hand combat him and kirk man hell yeah just, kirk kicks him off like the side of a volcano and everything oh, and shit. it was heavily like makeup too oh i'm but sure he, yeah. he put you don't get to see him play evil as much as you should because he's a he, good, he does it good. Guy, dude. i'm hoping maybe in his later years he'll pull like a robin williams and play some serious villains but I mean, he's in his later years i mean yeah he is. <laughs> he'd have to do it now <laughs> for yeah. sure uh i loved him in adventures of bunker bonsai played one of the aliens uh clue obviously he was mr uh damn who was he not mr green i was trying to remember not that. colonel muster professor plum is that who he was yep, he played okay. professor plum he was great yeah it's me and you, honey bunch. Yeah, that's that. right. Uh, Walk Like a Man. We were just talking about Walk Like a Man. He played the brother that Howie Mandel had to come visit, and Howie Mandel's like humping his leg and shit like that. Oh, movie and everything. So, uh, Eight Men Out, I love them. Oh, Dream Team is one of those obscure movies dude, people don't talk about so enough, So fucking great, dude. Love Dream Team. I love when he's in the hospital. Like At the very beginning, you think he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's so fucking great. <laughs> because dude. who wouldn't think he was a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. He's got his clipboard like, and everything, yeah. and you find out he's just an anal patient that wants to be a doctor that's so funny dude. but him and michael keaton and stephen forrest from uh, animal house and yeah. then peter boyle yeah i mean it's like that great cast right there man yeah. it's such a fun movie to put in one of the guys from angels in the outfield just died the other day really um let me look up his one name. of the kids huh no well, the coaches managers yeah adam's family to mention adam's family playing oh, with uncle, yeah. fester, uncle fester dude he was he great was so good that. Him and Raul Julia were like genius together. Yeah. Loved them. Um, darn it, I'm trying to find it. Um, uh, what else we got on here while you're looking? Things to do in Denver when you're dead. I never saw it. that. That's on the list. I, I got to save this list because all five <laughs> of mine could be off this list. You would love things to do in Denver when you're dead. All star cast. I would forget people if I even tried it, but uh, let, me, let me give it a go. Andy Garcia, Jack Warden, Treat Williams. Uh, what's the guy with the uh, boombox from uh, uh, friggin' uh, the Spike uh, Lee movie? Yeah, with Love and Hate. Yeah. I can't think of oh, his he's name, so though. so good, man. He, he was in that movie, too. Treat him so good. Oh, Al LaFleur. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? No, he died? Yeah. Oh, like we yesterday. talked about him in one of our previous characters. He might have been uh, Art LaFleur is his name. Uh-huh. And I think he was on the last character actor pod we did. Oh, wow. Damn, he's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, like he was in uh, one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. The, oh, really? The one where uh, Christopher Reeve 
uh, kills Meatloaf, the the singer, oh. and then chops him up and starts serving him at the diner. I never saw he that. He played the cop that was completely fine with it because it tasted it so tasted good. It tasted so good. Uh, I, I barely Art remember LaFleur, that. man, I loved him. He yeah. was in a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, Camp Nowhere was one of my teenage childhood Really? Favorites. I don't remember it. I'm sure I saw it once, but I think that's probably it. So basically, um, these kids come up with an idea to, like, they don't want to go to summer camp. The, the summer camp that their parents are sending them to, so it's either like computer camp or fat camp or, you know, something like that that's not fun, you know? And so they come up with this idea to, like, tell their parents that whatever... Whatever camp it is that they are supposed to go to, they found this great one, but it's all just a fake camp. Mm. And Christopher Lloyd is like the counselor in charge because oh, he's just like an actor. And uh, it's it's that's a fun, fun it's a fun movie. Those camp things were big. That's around the time of Hey Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Love man. Hey Dude. Oh fuck yeah! A lot of people don't know what Shout the hell that is. Jackrabbit. Those killer <laughs> Jackrabbits. Uh, I loved him in Piranha. Oh my god, I loved him in Piranha, man. I didn't see that one. Oh, uh, that first one with Jerry O'Connell was so good, dude. So good. I didn't. See That's it. the. It starts with the very beginning of the movie. It starts with a guy on the in the pond. Whose whose boat is like spinning around and there's piranhas everywhere and it turns out it's Richard Dreyfus in his same outfit from Jaws. Oh, that's awesome! So that's dude. how the movie starts out. All right, and then the guy who knows everything about piranhas and everything is yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, He's this man. wild man who has all tanks around his house and you see what's happening here. Is this guy's been manipulated and this and this and it's so fucking fun movie. Definitely put that on your list yeah. to once a watch. It's great. I'm going to have to re-listen to this pod like 10 <laughs> yeah. times. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and I still haven't seen Nobody but it's one of those ones they're selling at for three ninety nine at Redbox. Oh, really? I'm, so I'm definitely going to buy when it. I, when I go to the next Redbox, I, I already have already a list. I, have, I already have a list of ones I wanted to buy uh, mm-hmm. from Redbox. So they still have not dropped like Black Widow or Old down to the the mm. good price, but I'm waiting for those two. You got to Old is a good movie, man. It, I like the first half a lot. It's it's a good movie, and the the ending. I'm I, I'm gonna watch it with an open mind because I'm not my expectations are not as high as they were for those earlier flicks. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have to shoot for the moon either. You know, and that, and that was always my problem with him. You know, I think he tries to be like, oh, this is going to blow some minds. Right. And Don't try to blow minds. Just be interesting. Without, and that's it right yeah, there. Just it, be interesting. Th- without saying a word about it. Like I said, when, when I was done watching the movie, I just thought, that was interesting. Okay. That, that was literally my thought. That's you fine. Know? And, and, and I was okay with it. I'll definitely rent it this week. Yeah. For sure. All right, the next guy, and this was another guy that I always loved. He always had a very unique look, and I loved his voice growing up. And this, and he was an accomplished actor for a bunch of different. Uh, he went through genres like crazy, man. And this was the amazing, uh, the late great James Karen. This is one of the ones that people probably have to Google his name just to see what he looks like. But there's definitely a couple movies on here that I can kind of point you in the right direction of who he is. The most, the one I go to the most for people is Poltergeist. Yeah, he's the one that uh had all the interactions with craig t nelson and he was the uh the guy it was his boss that developed the whole development where uh right. guys took place and he's the one who moved the graves but uh or moved the headstones yeah. but kept the graves where they uh. were and that scene at the end where he grabs james karen and he's shaking me why yeah why and they zoom in on james karen's eyes looking yeah. up at him it's so great man so he's played a scumbag but he also plays he can play really funny return of the living dead God, man, that's yeah. another one you got to revisit. And yeah, and so I, I've seen that like one time, and I was probably 
12. It's what every you know. 12-year-old wants in yeah. the movie. Yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of great nudity, really funny and campy. Some of the, one of the best zombies in movies. I think, I think, I didn't know that it was supposed to be a comedy. And oh, yeah. I think I thought it was just a bad movie. No, so no, no. I just didn't I can, watch I get it. that too, for sure. Yeah. Like if you're rewatching it now, knowing that the, know it, this right. is camp. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's really funny. And James Cameron is kind of behind the whole thing. It's him and the guy from... Uh, I always know him from uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six. He played Tommy, mm. and it's him and James Karen working at like a morgue type of area. It's not exactly a morgue. The morgue is like across the street. He, they work at like a supply kind of house for medical type stuff that they ship out to colleges and stuff like that. A lot of bones, a lot of half bodies that are kind of kept on like in frozen and everything. Mm. And uh, he. They just going back and forth, and James Cameron's so playful and funny with this kid, and you could tell these are just goofy guys who are just goofing around at this job. Right. And they go down in the basement. He's like, "You want to see something cool?" Bring them down to the basement. No. <laughs> there's, this, there's this like 55 gallon drum there that said, uh, uh, "Property of the United States, do not open." Uh, and they they open it. They open it by accident, and something sprays out, and it goes through the ventilation system and everywhere around that area. It's like uh, dead is coming alive because of yeah. it. So, and we're following a group of like uh, kind of um, punk punk rock kind of kids that are just hanging out in the cemetery and everything, and they get involved in the whole Sucks thing. Sucks to be you, dude. <laughs> but they end up encountering the tar zombie, which is a very famous zombie in horror uh, huh. lore. Is the tar zombie? If really? You look, if you Google the tar zombie, the picture will show up. And it's there's a lot of great figures and statues of him made, and it's he's the one that goes brains every yeah. time you see him. He's, he screams brains, and he's he's kind of a creepy motherfucker. But uh, the movie was a great horror comedy, man. Now I mentioned on the last pod, the v, if you come across the VHS for this, my cousin just sold one for one hundred and seventy five dollars on eBay. So keep hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, that doesn't look doesn't look familiar at all. No. Well, then you definitely got to rewatch yeah, this. Yeah, now I, I do know that I saw like number three. Yeah, the three is with the chick with all the piercings and everything. And it was a girl that was kind of mm-hmm. the main thing. You might recognize that cover for it. Yeah. It was a very famous cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two was good too. Uh, James Cameron was also in like the big ones, big ones that I remember him in with Jagged Edge. I loved him in Jagged Edge. And I loved him in uh, Wall Street. Wall Street, he worked right at the firm with. Uh, uh, What's his Charlie Sheen? And, I loved you Martin. in Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in Hercules in New York. That was like the earliest thing. He actually was really, really great in that too. Really? Uh, All the President's Men, China Syndrome. I love China Syndrome. He must have been one of the coaches in any given Sunday. Yeah. He's got that written all over him too. Mm. Like in Nixon, I'm not sure who he played. He probably played a real life dude if he was in Nixon. Invaders from Mars is such a fun movie. Congo. Man, when was the last time you saw Congo? I need to see it again. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I I was working at the video store when it came out, so uh, I remember getting a screener for it. So I watched it yeah. early on and everything and I, I read the book and it was good. It was kind of dated with the uh with the monkey. Amy sad. Amy want green drop drink. Which one's a martini. Yeah. It's a lot of good actors in it, though. Uh, James Cameron was an app pupil. I'm wondering who he plays in that because I love app pupil. Mm. 13 Days and Mulholland Drive, which is right up his alley because that's a weird-ass fucking movie, man. <laughs> I can't recommend that to anyone unless you're a diehard David Lynch fan. Mm. Yeah, you got to be a really deep-down 
Like, if you tell me you liked Lost Highway, mm-hmm. I would say watch Mulholland Drive or vice versa. Uh-huh. Those are fucked up movies yeah. that you can't recommend to most people. Uh, I got That's you. right up there with Lars von Trier. Mm-hmm. Lars von Trier is a little bit more disturbing for people to watch, but uh, David Lynch, he even admits, I don't know what's going on in half those movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like stream of consciousness type shit. Yeah. So it doesn't, if you're looking for uh, a purpose, if you're looking for an equal sign, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find it yeah. in a David Lynch movie. Yeah. So you're just going to have to go by it. It's one of those ones you, you enjoy the scene per scene, but not necessarily the it overall. doesn't necessarily connect no. to the yeah so, someone's come into that jigsaw puzzle and trim the corners a little bit <laughs> <laughs> cut some stuff off all right it's james Cameron. let's go to this next guy this is a guy you had to look up but you knew him exactly when you saw him who this guy was yeah well i yeah uh udo kier udo kier i knew i didn't have to look him up i knew him from blade yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you had to tell me which guy he was but Definitely his, from Blade. Definitely his, from Ace Ventura. His eyes and his accent. Very distinct accent. Yeah. I love him in Surviving Christmas. That's Have you seen that? Is yet? that with... Um, the Ben Affleck? I've seen it and like James once. Gandolfini. Yeah. There's a moment in it where James Gandolfini's married to Catherine O'Hara, and they're yeah. having like ro- their marriages on the rocks. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go get sexy photos taken of her in front of like a Trans Am wearing like red leather and shit, and mm-hmm. just biting on whips and stuff. <laughs> and Udu Kier plays the photographer. Oh, really? That, <laughs> that takes pictures of her and everything. Yeah. And uh, he's just like that wild photographer, kicks out somebody like... Uh, somebody says something and he's like, don't, don't judge what I am doing. You are fired. And uh, <laughs> Catherine Harris says, yeah, you're fired. He thinks we're serious. He's like, oh, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm very serious. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that look that makes you want to shit your pants, which yeah. is one of his first movies was that blood for Dracula. And he played Dracula and I own that movie. And he is creepy as shit as Dracula, man. He it- has those enticing eyes and scary Eastern European, I will slit your throat look. Yeah, it looks like he was in a number of vampire movies. Yep, Suspiria too. It's one of my cousin's favorite horror movies, man. Suspiria is another whacked out kind of movie. Johnny Mnemonic was great too. He was the one that was dealing with Johnny because I remember he said his name a lot. Just Johnny. Yeah, yeah, that's He's right. He was like his. Unique he was voice. like his agent. Oh, yeah. and he is a he is a speaking of Lars Rontier, he is a very Lars Rontier guy because there is a shitload of Lars Rontier movies on here. Breaking the Waves, Dancer in the Dark. Melancholia and Nymphomaniac Volume 2 are all uh, Lars von Trier movies. Hmm. And maybe it's because he comes from German cinema and they do weird shit and none of that stuff that Lars does probably shocks him like it does American right, viewers. Because yeah. that's what I tell most people. I, I love Lars von Trier, but I'm like the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the guy. I, I'm the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Every occasionally I can recommend one to Dave, uh-huh. like that house that Jack built with Matt Dillon, where yeah. he played the uh, serial killer. That one sounds. I loved it. It sounds, but it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked. It sounds up, good up. though. It's like... probably the most intense serial killer movie ever. But it's Matt Dillon, somebody... so yeah. it, 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 I don't you can't see really him kill take kids it. though. It's it's done in a way where they don't show it. Yeah, they the, just. But see, but then you I'm see a... the taxidermy afterwards. That's, oh, that God. was the hard part. Yeah, I he imagine. like put wire smiles oh. on them, so in the background at all times you just see this rictus kid smiling at oh, you, and up. you're like, whoa. Yeah. So it's not the actual killing; it's kind of him storing the bodies and shit, yeah. which was fucked up. But oh. if you're into those, yeah, House of Jack built. But... If you're into that kind of thing, but breaking the ways was equally as fucked up. It was the uh, the, the sweet woman who. Uh, just wanted to find love and finally found love in uh, Stellan Skarsgård. And Stellan Skarsgård went to work on a ship and something fell on him and he broke his back. And it was, he was like a complete, uh, like below the neck 
invalid, quadriplegic, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he felt they just got married, and he talks her into, she says, I want you to go out to bars, meet guys, have sex with them, and then come back and tell me all about it. Wow, and we and that's the rest of the movie, and it's difficult, and, and it's uncomfortable, I don't and it's very Lars Frontier. Now, in Dance of the Dark, Bjork loses her eyesight, and you just see fucked up shit happening in truth of the whole movie, and you just feel bad until the very end where she kind of. Uh, so that Melancholia was one of the easier ones, I think, to deal with because that was the one where the asteroid is about to hit Earth. But I think it's a little slow for some people. It's got Kirsten Dunst and Keith O'Sullivan in it. And, and it, I liked it. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to, uh, what is it, Don't Look Up or Look Up? Yeah. What oh, is, man, it's going to be great. Uh, dude, that looks so good. It's going to be so good. Yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer for Don't Look Up, check it up. Watch it once. Yeah. that And stay away because I've, yeah. I've already forgot a lot of that was in the trailer and I'm yep. completely fine I with know that. the premises yep. and, and I've, I know forgotten, that, I've forgotten the funny parts. Yep. So. I know Adam McKay's style. That's all I had to hear, man. Yeah. I did see like a... a like an interview blurb um, from uh, Jennifer Lawrence yeah. talking about how like the insults that Jonah Hill says to her oh, in the man. movie, he just came up with all of them on the spot. That's hilarious. Like, That's how yeah. good he is yeah. too. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, and the last Lars Run show was that Nymphomaniac Volume Two, which is uh, it's hard to uh, recommend it to anybody because the the Volume One was just how this the, it was about a very Volume Two was about a very promiscuous girl who is just fucked up and just going around having sex with all certain people. I mean, that's the title, obviously. Mm, yeah. But Volume One is how she got like that. Oh, so really? arguably, one number one was a little bit more difficult uh-huh. when she's like kind of 13 and shit. I noticed how you're uh, skipping over Armageddon here. Oh, we're going back. <laughs> yeah, who do you play in Armageddon? I don't know, but... No, we, we got to know who he plays in <laughs> Hang on, I'll, I'll... Yeah, look up a picture IMDb of IMDb takes me a little oh, while. Oh, he's the doctor. Can I have a hug when this whole thing's over? Oh, is he yeah, really? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure he's the doctor. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, barbed Wire, End of Days. End of Days, he played one of the, uh, like, the bad guys, not like a priest for sure. Uh, actually, I think the priests were the bad guys in that movie. <laughs> Shadow of the Vampire, I loved him in. He was the camera operator in Shadow of the Vampire. Very good movie. That was the John Malkovich movie. I think you've told... Wait, maybe I've seen It's that. It's about the movie Nosferatu being filmed. You've told it's me about It's about the it. filming of Nosferatu, but with a small... Uh, little thing that's right if the guy who played the vampire was an actual vampire right yeah. because everyone said that vampire is one of the most realistic that, that sounds like th- a good that movie. Marneau must have gone and found himself someplace a real vampire to play it that's how yeah. realistic it is and that's the premise of the movie and it's yeah. very cool that's a very awesome. cool movie uh, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. Uh, I, I put the grindhouse segment on here because I just love that man and it's never been made in a movie and it should be. Do you know what I'm talking about when I put Grindhouse on there? Do you uh, remember the fake trailers that were between the movies? Yeah. Like, if you watched it in the theater, like, like me, and, me and Dave watched Yeah, that's where we first saw Machete. Yeah. Uh, we first saw... There was another one that was made into a movie off of that. Uh, uh, the one with... Wasn't it Stuntman Mike or something? It may have been. Uh, because Planet Terror... No, uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof were the movies. Right. Oh, and then between those movies, because me and Dave saw it in the theater when they played both of them. Mm-hmm. So between the movies, they played five trailers, and one of them was that uh, Werewolf Woman of the SS, which was really funny. It was probably the best trailer of the bunch, and they did never made it into a film. Huh. But they did make at least two of the other ones. I'd have to look up what all the other trailers were, but he was in that. I don't know uh, who he played in the Rob Zombie Halloween. I can't remember. Uh, Lords of Salem, another. So he is. He connects himself with some fucked up directors. Man. Yeah, right. Because then he does brawl on Cell Block ninety nine, man. Yeah, do that. 
God, that's so, I love that movie. Oh, I do it's too. So good, it's great. But I, also, it's hard to recommend to people. Yeah, yeah, it looks like you can hard to recommend Udu. Udu, do some more family friendly <laughs> movies. <laughs> Guess Ace Ventura was his one time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was young in that movie too. I was. He did all the scenes with like Courtney. Cox you know what's in it. you know what's interesting to me is though is like to me right now he still looks the same. Yeah, because I guess I was so much younger back then, yeah. and so he's kind of aged accordingly. Yeah, you know? look, so look him up sometime as Dracula, nineteen seventy four. He looks almost like unrecognizable. I bet. Uh, but at a certain age, yeah, he kind of stayed at that age forever. That Eastern European look, man. Mm-hmm. All right, this next man, I know this guy from early on when he was doing stand up, and then he just took over our childhood, man. And eighty one flicks is the incredible Kevin Pollock. Yeah, he's great. God, he's got a great podcast too, man. Where he talks oh, does to he? all bunch of different people and he's a really likable guy man he that's came, he kind of always struck me as a just a likable dude yeah yeah never heard anything bad said about him always plays the perfect sidekick he came here for uh gator growl one really mm-hmm. such a random one back, person to get back in the 90s yeah i loved his stand-up man ah yeah his, his impressions of like Columbo. Yeah. He could actually do that thing with his eye. eye. Yeah. It was weird. He made his one eye stay yeah. like straight ahead. Yeah. The other one rarely off kilter, and it was so funny. That was funny. Yeah. You forget how much imp- impressions were like big part of his stand up. Oh, yeah. Like he did them for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if he was doing 45 minutes, 25 of them were. Uh, were kind of impressions and he was damn good at them. I loved him. Probably the first movie up here is the first movie I saw him in was Willow. And I'm sure I saw him in that. I yeah. don't remember. He played one of the brownies. Though. It was him and Rick Overton were the two brownies, the miniature uh, like like two inch, I guess three inch guys uh-huh. that were running around that kind of helped them around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were all on green screen. I haven't so. seen that in forever either. Oh, it's a fun movie. I remember it. It was great. I love the score, man. The score to Willow is so good. I'm not sure who does it. It was a Ron Howard movie, so it could have been that Silver Stream guy or... Damn, it's a great, great soundtrack. Uh, Avalon, I love. I don't think a lot of people have seen Avalon. It was just about a... Um, like an immigrant family moving to New York in it during the, like the thirties and forties and uh, Elijah Wood was in it and he was like seven years old. James Horner. James Horner. That's why I loved it. I love James Horner. He's my favorite guy, man. That's mm. the aliens guy. Oh yeah. Aliens and Star Trek two, uh, in crawl. Uh, James Horner. He's a guy that we lost too soon. Uh, Ricochet was a big movie. Did you grow up with Ricochet with uh, Dennis uh, or Denzel? I think that was the first thing I ever saw. Well, no, I take that back. Glory was probably the first thing I ever Mm -hmm. saw him in. Um, But the first thing I ever knew who he was was that. Oh, that's where he, yeah, that was almost his coming out party. But I vaguely remember it. Ah, it's so good. It would mean my cousin loved it. We loved Ricochet. We had it on VHS. I watched a lot. I remember there was like a fair. Yep, at the very beginning. Because John Lithgow played a like a a madman, and then Denzel Washington and Kevin Pollock were partners. Mm -hmm. Denzel Washington was at the fair. Yeah. And uh, John Lithgow at the beginning of the movie took a hostage. Yeah. So Denzel took all his clothes off. Yeah, he was in his boxers. He was in his boxers. And he had the diehard going on. He says, Now the only weapon I got on me is useless unless you're a pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) Great trailer for this movie too mm-hmm. and he ends up uh, getting one over on uh john lithgow and john lithgow goes to, to prison right well uh lithgow develops this like intense hatred for him while in prison and then escapes from prison and the whole rest of the movie is kind of like the fan you know he's just like obsessed with him yeah and just uh, my whole life is destroying this guy who just Ugh. got married he's the youngest da in new york and everything and he fucks his life up man mm. it's a great scene where they where they kidnap denzel and they pump him full of drugs and he's in like a, an empty 
a swimming pool mm. and they bring in a girl and they like have this girl have sex with him and videotape the whole thing and send the tape to his uh, wife and John Lithgow just reveals himself and says I'm gonna fuck your whole life up and and that. oh it's such a great movie but Kevin Pollack played his partner in it and he was just he was perfect as that I loved Kevin Pollack in A Few Good Men. Yeah. He was so good in that. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great spoil to, like, uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, Tom Cruise's sidekick. Yeah, no. That's and why he, I said he, he plays was, the perfect he sidekick. He was just, like, a character. Like, he is a straight character actor. Yeah. He's, he's there as a supporting cast member, and he always does a great job with it. Oh, here, I got, I'll feed you a good line here. Oh. So I, I hear you want to put on a rock concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we're going to go home and uh, cross the T's and dot the... <laughs> Lowercase <laughs> J's. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who had like the milky eye in oh, Wayne's World God, too, man. Dude. <laughs> and, oh, it was it was so Mike Myers doing the whole mole, mole thing from yeah. from like Austin yeah. Powers, but with an eye. Yeah. Oh uh, my God! Such he understood that classic <laughs> simple comedy that really worked, and Kevin Pollak was the perfect for yeah, that. Yeah, that uh, really was like that, that. Probably is one of my favorite just movie jokes of yeah, all time. It's so, it's so fucking clever. Uh, lowercase and you probably remember real i know you're a big grumpy old man oh yeah so he played whose son did he play uh let's see he was walter matthau walter matthau's son yeah because daryl hannah was uh jack Jack lemon's daughter yeah daughter yeah 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 i love that uh usual suspects he went up to a whole nother level when usual suspects came out yeah Oh, I love that. We can put you on Queens in the night of the murder. Oh, really? I live in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> you got a team of monkeys working around the clock here? <laughs> oh, he's so good. Casino, too. I loved him in Casino. I'm as trying the, to remember. He was the front man that owned the hotel that really had no say. He he was next to De Niro when De Niro was bitching about the blueberries and yeah. the muffins. Look the at your muffin. Numbers. Now look at my muffin. Yeah. His same is number, exploding with them. Yeah, same number of blueberries in every one. Do you have any idea how long that'll take? Uh, I don't care how long it'll yeah. take. That's oh, another God. movie I need to rewatch, man. I love Casino. Man. Oh, I hate Sharon Stone. Oh, yeah, the whole the last third of the movie makes me feel dirty. No, I, I it's I, like I, greasy. You feel dirty and then you got angry. And then like, you got to see Joe Pesci, who's a scumbag, yeah. but just the way he died, you don't wish on With anybody. His brother. Oh, like, oh, even he didn't deserve that, and he was yeah. an asshole. Yeah. I mean, even right. compared to Tommy. Yeah. Tommy was at least a nice guy half the time. Yeah. The, the character he played in Casino, he was a fucking unlikable yeah. prick. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Bacon. I loved Canadian Bacon, man. Do you remember is that? that? Is John that Candy? the one where they think... They, uh, the U.S. is invading or something well, like that? Or? It's a great Michael Moore actually directed this, and it's John Candy. Alan Alda played the president, and I think his vice president or his uh, spin doctor mm-hmm. basically is Kevin Pollack. Uh-huh. And they realize that his numbers are low because he's he's too good. He's like Jimmy Carter. you know. He, he's too likable. Uh-huh. And he's not war-hungry. Uh, so they said, we got to find someone to go to war with. It was a comedy, but it was a dark yeah, comedy, like Wag yeah. the Dog. And uh, very much like Wag the Dog, actually. I never saw that one. Uh, in another movie, it dealt with how to spin certain things. So they were like, well, who are we going to go to war with? Said, Let's go to war with Canada. <laughs> and almost everybody in the movie is Canadian. Oh, Dan yeah. Aykroyd's in the movie. John Candy's in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, they're all Canadians, and it's really funny. And they're just making Canada jokes through the whole movie. And it's so funny, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Canadian Bacon. Uh, what else we got? That Thing You Do, I love, man. I've only seen a couple times, but I really enjoyed it. The yeah. Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, End of Days, loved him. Perfect sidekick to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right, yeah. Came, uh. He was possessed at the end, unfortunately, but yeah. yeah. Whole Nine Yards. <laughs> yeah, he was funny in that. Yeah, who was he in the Whole Nine Yards? He was the 
the head gangster. Mm. Yeah, um, that's interesting. When you think of putting somebody in a movie, you don't think of yeah, putting he's Kevin got a Pollack. he's got a funny accent that he does with it too. Um, I I wish I could remember what kind it was supposed to be. I like maybe oh, I can't remember, but uh, he's he's just you know a funny. He's him, man. You know, yeah. you get what you are. You kind of know what you're getting when you get Kevin Pollock, and it's solid, solid kind of likable actor. Uh, I loved him in Hostage, man. God, he was so good. He was he was the house that they. The they targeted. I'm not sure I remember this one. Yeah, man. That's the Bruce Willis one where Ben Foster and a bunch of other kids break into uh, Kevin Pollock's house. And I think he's like a drug lawyer or something, but he's got like a panic room too. And hmm. that his Kevin Pollock's kid has built like a tunnel system through the entire house. So when the kids are in there uh, taking over the house and uh, taking Kevin Pollock and the other kids hostage, his son is going around and communicating with Bruce Willis on the outside. Oh, really? Super good movie, huh. man. Directed by a guy who just did like uh, video games, so it was really done like in a cool looking way. Interesting. Uh, I love the Santa Claus movies, man. Uh, <laughs> I know you do. I love the third one. Do you remember the third one? You t- you told me about it. God, you need to watch the with, third one uh, this year. Yeah, with Martin Short with Martin as, Short, uh, yeah. Jack Frost. Yeah, it's a time travel movie. Yeah, it's a fucked up time travel movie where he. It's like. It's very similar to Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. Martin Short gets Tim Allen to say that he d- wishes it had never happened. Right. And then when he does that, they jump back to when he was about to put the suit on. Do you have the first to have one? seen two I don't in order so. to enjoy three? Because no, I've seen one. Yeah, I, I think all you need. Two. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to as long as you know the fact that he ends up meeting mrs claus in the second one and and like there's a couple of new characters that you wouldn't recognize but you can catch on really quick okay and so martin short goes back and puts the suit on so Mm. martin short becomes santa right and so no one knows who tim allen is now and it's like this crazy time travel movie you're like i did not expect this from a santa claus movie. really it was very cleverly done now i've seen two not as much as one and three so i'd have to i'm gonna watch all three of them this year because i own them all but uh, yeah, I love them. And 3,000 Miles of Graceland is just one of those fun movies. It reminds me of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. It's like, this is one of those classic TBS guys who like movies. <laughs> tons of guns, tons of cleavage and ass uh-huh. and just... Never saw that one. It was interesting, man. It was, who was it? So it was Kevin Costner and Kurt Russell. And they were both Elvis impersonators, but they were they were like bank robbers and shit. You'd actually really like this movie. They like huh. they robbed something, and Courtney Cox was in the movie, and a whole bunch of other great character actors. I would be surprised if you hadn't seen this movie. You may have to check a trailer out or something yeah. for it. What was that one where Kevin Costner was a bank robber and had the little kid with him? Oh, Perfect World. Oh, so good, good, man. Fucking Clint Eastwood, dude. man, directed that. Really? Yeah, he I was didn't in it too. That. Such a good movie, man. I I, I always recommend. I'm gonna that have to watch people. that again. Yeah, really, really good. I'm seriously gonna like. I'm gonna have to re-listen to this. Listen pod. to it with a list. There's been like, yeah. There's been yeah. like 20 movies. Now that a lot like, of these oh, are very easy to find. I'm sure you can uh, yeah. pull a lot of those up in the streaming services. All right, next one, Billy D. Williams. Yes, sir. Number 45, man. Obviously, Lando. Yeah. Right after Lando for me is Nighthawks, though, because I grew up loving Nighthawks. It was my aunt's favorite movie. It was my cousin's favorite movie because it was my aunt's favorite movie. We always watched it. That's the Stallone one that a lot of people are not familiar with, where they were just hunt Rutger Hauer down, who was a terrorist. Huh. And Stallone and Billy Dee Williams are... Uh, 
our partners. Have you not seen Nighthawks? Because that'll definitely be on my list of five. Yeah. <laughs> Nighthawks your, your is, list super, is almost you full. would love you would love all the movies I'd pick. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick ones. That oh you yeah, like. I'm sure. And Nighthawks is so good. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Nighthawks where they're chasing Rudger Hauer. Rudger Hauer has his face completely changed. He, at the beginning of the movie, he's got a beard and he, they put some prosthetics on his nose and he mm-hmm. goes through plastic surgery and goes from like London as a terrorist to the United States. Mm-hmm. So they put uh, Stallone and Billy D. Williams are on a crack terrorist team to try to find him. But Stallone's constantly changing the picture of him, trying to think what he possibly looks like now. Mm-hmm. And they encounter him at a nightclub. It's a great scene huh. where they're playing uh, that Rolling Stones song, uh, Brown Sugar, which I hear they will not play. Yeah, that's anymore, right. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a very pro black woman <laughs> movie uh, or song. So, yeah, I, but, I, and I, yeah. I always affiliate it with Nighthawks when I hear it. But mm-hmm. I also hear that there's a version on one of the DVDs where it's a different song. Really? Mine definitely has Brown Sugar on it. I've recently watched it, so mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. But uh, they spot him at the club and they go on this next 15 minute run around the city chasing him and they get to a subway. And they lose him at some point. Stallone doesn't take the shot. And mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams is like, take the shot. Yeah. He's not clear. Take the shot. Yeah. Uh, and you've probably seen clips of this on Terror in the Isles, which is that horror movie clip. Uh, movie it might be. Because I see this scene where Rector Howard's wearing like a black jacket or something like that. And he like, takes he, over a cable car at some point with an Uzi. Uh, that was a very yeah, famous scene. Yeah, I remember But that. there's a scene in the subway where they lose him in the subway and they're running down the uh, the kind of be- that wall between the subway and the tracks. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, Rutger Howard has a knife like in his hand and slices Billy D. Williams' mouth Ooh. like straight across his mouth and the side of his cheek. Oh. And the blood pack they used was great because it's just pouring all over his hand. Yeah. And then the next scene is just them stitching him up and on the gurney and he just looks up at Stallone and says, you should have taken the shot. Oh, <laughs> man. God, man. And I, I love him in that movie. I, that's one of my favorite. That might even be better than Lando and I love him as Lando, man. Yeah. Talk about a character arc, too. I know you're not super familiar with the Star Wars movies. You are, but you you, you have trouble distinguishing which ones. Yeah, are yeah. Uh, and I Am- still haven't seen the last one. But the idea with him being in Empire Strikes Back as kind of a scumbag, yeah, that sells out Han Solo to Darth Vader and everything, and instantly feels bad about it. Yeah, instantly feels bad about it. Yeah. and wants to make it right, and has. has this is not how this was supposed to go. I thought we were going to protect you, and I fucked up. Right. And to the point where Chewie's, like, choking him and shit. Yeah, and he's like, all right. Well, well, and soon he'll be, like, flying the Millennium Falcon and shit. So, yeah. Uh, they, they forgive him quite well, but I loved him in Return of the Jedi when they are trying. The beginning of Return of the Jedi is so fun because they're trying to rescue Frozen Hand from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. And he's got him on the wall. Yeah. And they first, they bring in, they, they have a couple different stages to to get him out of there too, which I always thought was great. I, I love would love a prequel of them sitting around uh, planning, planning it, it, planning yeah, it all. That would be cool. Because first they send in Lando. Don't worry, George Lucas will put it in the next Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Lando plays like the skiff guard, and he actually has an action figure for it where he's got the helmet on and everything, and he's Lando in disguise. And then they bring in Princess Leia in disguise, yeah. and uh, Princess Leia's got Chewbacca as a prisoner. So you're like, oh, they're stacking the deck here. They got yeah. Everyone working this angle. And they they uh, think they outsmarted Jabba, and Jabba kind of wakes up and laughs and then brings him to the Sarlacc pit to throw them all in to yeah. be agitated, to be digested for 3,000 years oh, or something. Oh, God. Uh, I, I love the scene with uh, Billy Williams in that, though, because he, he ends up falling down uh, halfway between the skiff and the, the Skylar pit. And it, remember, it grabs his leg and starts yeah. pulling him down. Yeah. One of the worst 
when uh, Lucas went back and added the extra stuff, oh, it's so bad during the scene. He's got little tentacles coming out, like little CGI tentacles, and there's a big like Mario Brothers kind of like clamshell face <laughs> yeah. coming out of there, and it's so yeah. horrible. I'm so glad I own the the undoctored ones. I cannot watch those. I don't think I've seen ones. that. I don't think it's I've so seen bad. That. Yeah, you will. You'll be watching it going like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> but it's the great scene where it grabs uh, Billy D. Williams' uh, leg and. Uh, Harrison Ford's eyesight hasn't completely come back, and he's like, he's aiming and he's trying to shoot it. And Billy D. Williams says, "It's a little for a little farther up, a little farther up." He yeah. says, "You told me you couldn't see." <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember him from Batman. I loved him as Batman. Yeah, he's one of the most disappointing things in Bat eighty nine Batman is to get to the next Batman and realize we ain't going to see fucking uh, Billy D. Williams become yeah. Two Face. Yeah, and that pisses me off because yep. that always was supposed to happen, man. He would have made an awesome Two-Face. Hell yeah. I loved him in Batman. He was just, he had been away from movies for so long. And to come back for Batman, it was like, oh, they got Billy D, man. Yeah, So dude. cool. Because he was still Lando in everyone's mind. And I loved his role in both Ladies Man and Undercover Brother. Two and, really funny, like, you can laugh at yourself type of acting yeah, jobs. You yeah. know, because he went in there and he's got to play much more in Undercover Brother where he's like... Eat my fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh he plays the guy that they like. Uh, they fucked with his uh, his brain yeah. and made him like so, instead of being the high level general, he became become like, like a, a chicken salesman. Yeah, like a total stereotype. Uh, like, oh, and to do the commercials and everything, yeah. you're like, oh my god. Yeah, this is back in 2002 where you could pull that shit off. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you. <laughs> no, you're not pulling that off now. But undercover brother, he just owned the like the bar. He was the bartender. Oh really? Yeah. Remember, he was the one who was gonna. Uh, he got him. He had the pickle eggs and everything remember they had that oh gross that's out right yeah yeah oh. he was the bartender during that whole thing <laughs> you just ate a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> and the lego uh, movie obviously played lando and then rise of skywalker rise of skywalker wasn't that good I, you know I, is, is that the last one no the last one was good the the last one was so rise of skywalker is where so there was the uh the Force Awakens, and then I think it's the Rise of Skywalker, and then the last one's Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, Last Jedi. I want to see that. I just haven't. Good. I just haven't sat down to watch. For it. me, the only one that sucked was this one. <laughs> the the uh, unless I got my order wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last one was good. Uh-huh. That much I know. The Emperor was there. It was mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. The, it didn't have Leia floating in the air in space and shit. That that whole thing with Leia in, on that second one, there was a lot of bad stuff on that second one. Yeah. It wasn't good. Well, one thing I will promise you, I'm going to see Ghostbusters before I see The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. A couple days we're going to try to go see that. That's going to be awesome. All right. Rick Moranis will be there. He yeah, will be there. I'm luckily nothing has been spoiled. I'll, he's gonna. Be the there. only thing that I've heard is is great. Yeah, yep, it's great and it's a slap of nostalgia. That's all I need to know. And Paul Rudd is perfect for it. But uh, Paul Rudd's perfect for everything. Yeah, you throw him in anything. All right, this next actor, I love this guy, uh, Richard Mauser. He's so good, man. Uh, my brain goes in a couple different places with Richard Mauser. He uh, 48 movies. He eventually became like the president of the uh, the Actors Guild for a really? few years. Uh, you should look up his picture. Uh, because you definitely know him. He, I had known him from like, he, he started early in TV on like uh, One Day at a Time and a couple random TV shows. The Thing was one of the, my first kind of knowledge of him though. Uh, he played the guy that uh, that was with the dog, the whole movie and the thing. I'm trying to, I'm looking Look at him Look at him in License to, to Drive. 
License to Drive is was where he, was he the dad? He was the dad. Okay, that he yeah. had him sit on the side of the uh, the curb with the Pampers in his head, like, <laughs> yeah. like he went and picked up the girl. Yeah, that's right. I loved him in fucking License to Drive. Yeah, almost always that's where my mind goes with License to Drive. Wasn't he also in the TV It? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have it those, on here. Those are that's the two weird. things. I'm those surprised the... I didn't put it on here because that is totally a movie that should have been on here. Those are the two things that I remember him from. He lost his head in that movie. It was in the fridge. Yeah. We fine. all float down here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's uh, awesome. I love Shoot to Kill. Have you seen Shoot to Kill? It's a really <sighs> obscure movie where, um, what's our Clancy Brown, you know, he's the, the asshole... Uh, Guard it, from Shawshank. Yeah, they go camping or... He's, well, he, he kills a whole bunch of people. There's a whole bunch of people that get killed at the beginning, and he decides to hide within a hiking group that's going to the top of the mountain. Right, yeah. And he's with a whole bunch of other, like, shady character actors that all could be, like, serial killers, like Andrew Robinson, who's the guy, who's the villain from uh, Dirty Harry. Uh-huh. Uh, Richard Miles is one of them. And then uh, uh, Christy Alley is the guide. And then Sidney Poitier and... Uh, What's our what's the catcher from Major League? Tom Berenger. Tom, Tom Berenger and Sidney Poitier have to go on top of the mountain and rescue uh, the group. But it's at one point where Clancy Brown kills all of them, like all the guys except for uh, uh, Christy Alley and mm. Richard Mauser was one of them. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, for uh, future reference, I think you could use the entire cast of Major League to make me understand like we could do six oh, degrees yeah, yeah. of separation yeah. with just major league and i we could get to where corbin burton go. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so other movies uh i love nightmares but no one's no one remembers nightmares but me it was like a, it was like a creep show thing it had like three different like uh chapters uh-huh. of different things in it and the first one was like a serial killer on the loose uh, the second one, damn, I can't remember what the second one was. Oh, the second one was like Emilio Estevez getting caught into a video game. And then the third one hmm. was a giant rat living in the house. It was awesome. Interesting. Uh, my science project, I loved him. He was the uh, detective that was just like kind of, uh, the, uh, there was a lot of funny scenes with him and Fisher Stevens in that. Uh, yeah, License to Drive, I love. Have you? Do you know what Far From Home is? I love that movie, and I just I just reacquired it, and I saw it back in the day. Um, is that the movie about Drew the Barrymore? No, Drew Barrymore, super young, but probably like 18, mm-hmm. super sexy kind of Drew Barrymore, which was only a short period of time <laughs> between that and like mom, kind right, of that yeah. character she always plays. And now she's the new Ellen. Uh, is she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But... Uh, She's in like a. She moves to a trailer park with somebody, and she encounters. You remember the real goofy guy from um, Adventures in Babysitting, mm. the one who stole the Playboy. Uh, I don't. Anthony Rapp is his name. Was he? he was also in uh, uh, Days and Confused. He was the one that was in the car with the kid who just wanted to dance. Yeah, that well, was the redheaded kid, uh, the redheaded girl, and then yeah. the blonde hair kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that. Well, he played like a serial killer in like a. Uh, in like an RV park uh-huh. and was like, had his dead mom like in the trailer oh, had fuck. been dead for a while. And he's just preying on uh, uh friggin' uh, Drew Barrymore. And I think he plays the dad or the cop in that. It was a good one. Hmm. Flashback. Do you remember flashback with Dennis Hopper and Kiefer Sutherland? Um, yeah. Sw- I, he switches I saw identities. it like once or twice yeah. on HBO back in the day. Yeah. Kiefer's like a straight laced FBI agent. And he's yeah. transporting an old hippie. Yeah. That did something in the sixties. Right. And, uh, at during, on the train, he, he 
slips Kiefer Sullivan acid yeah. and then switches places with him and uh, puts his dirty clothes on him and uh, shaves his beard. And Dennis Hopper looks like respectable <sighs> FBI agent. So yeah. fun, man. That was fun. I yeah. forgot about that. My one. girl, he played uh, her dad in My Girl. Richard Mauser played her dad. What? I thought that was Dan Aykroyd. No, Dan Aykroyd was... Wait, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe played his... Who was uh, Macaulay's dad in it? Uh, that he maybe that's who it was. Oh, Let maybe you're right on that. Because um, he played a dad. <laughs> he well, he always played a dad. He was good. Um, oh, and Cino Man too. I'll let you look that up. It just says Phil. Yeah, and say a last name. Uh, Sultanfuss. Yeah, I kind of wish. I kind of thought that was her name, but maybe not. I'm trying to see um, other characters name that last name. It looks like it starts with an S, but huh. I can't see Weird. it without having to search further. Anyways, you don't want to watch that. It's going to make you cry, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sad shit right oh. there. I own it, but I don't know how often I'm going to want to watch Dude, it. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day, and it just said, it was a guy, and he goes, if you were born between whatever age and this at whatever age, he said, I can make you cry by saying one thing. And then he just sits there, and he pauses for a second, and he just goes, his glasses, his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> and I kid you not, I was like, you asshole. Like, <laughs> Such a good movie, man. Yeah. Um, I loved him in Sino Man. He played uh, Sean Ashton's dad. Remember, that's Brandon Fraser. With, that's when he grabbed the fly at dinner. Meet yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played with that. That's right. And that uh, Multiplicity, I think he was just one of Michael Keaton's like friends in that movie or, or co-workers. Mm. Uh, and Fire Down Below, I just put that there for no other reason. I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? Who was that? Uh, that was... Uh, who was the action star who did Fire Down Below? Under Siege. Is that a... Uh... Oh, come on, Come man. on. Steven a, Seagal. Steven Seagal. Sorry. I was like, you're not going to do that to me again, dude. Come on now. <laughs> Always on the really common guys. Yeah. We pull up random names all the time. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Ah. Uh, Oh, this next one, man. He's another guy I loved since he was super, super young. Because yeah. I love that first movie so much. A lot of people don't know that movie. But uh, the next guy is Daniel Stern, 41 Flicks, man. He's great. Dude. Yeah. What do you What do you think of when you think Daniel Stern? I mean, it's instantly Home Alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where I go with my wife. But also uh, City Slickers. I love it. I love City Slickers. Yeah. I got number two coming in the Your mail. Your life is a do-over. Yeah. <laughs> I got number two showing up in the mail. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen it forever. The That's Curly's great. Gold one. Legend of Curly's Gold. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, go, I go Home Alone first, for mm. sure. I always go Home Alone first. Probably second, to be honest with you, is Leviathan. I was always a huge Leviathan fan. I, you know, I think... I remember my brother really liking oh. that movie, but it, I, it scared the shit out of me. Scary, I don't man. think I've ever it seen creepy. it. I, I, I saw parts of yeah. it, and I think I was like, nope, I'm oh, not watching man. this because I good. was young. It, there was a level of body horror in it that didn't sit well with people. Probably. Like, he, he was one of the first to die in the movie. They ended up uh, finding something in the uh, bottom of the ocean uh, on a... And they found a, a, a tank with like tapes and everything, kind of event horizon esque, where they find mm -hmm. uh, a down ship. But mm -hmm. they think they find something and they open it. And what they do find is vodka. And uh, Daniel Stern steals the vodka. And then uh, some girl there, the, uh, the girl from Beverly Hills Cop, That's right. finds, uh, sees that he stole the vodka. And so they both drink it and get yeah. drunk the night before. But apparently, there's something in the vodka. Right. There's like a creature that's growing in it that yeah. ends up. Uh, at first, they're 
they end up getting really sick and they go to the doctor and the mm. doctor's checking him on his troutman is the uh, is the doctor oh wow yeah and he's, he sees weird scales on their body and everything and they start getting sick and she's in the shower and her hair is falling out yeah and then they end up dying that they were like what the fuck is this and yeah they put the bodies together in like the morgue area that they have on the ship mm. and ernie hudson uh goes and thinks it's Daniel Stern in there. Uh, well, she goes in there first where she's pulling her hair up, and we know Daniel Stern's dead, and we see a sheet over him, and, the, and something moves underneath it. So you're like, ah, oh, he's still alive. Right. And then her body somehow combines with his body, and it becomes something else. And then at some point they chop a leg off, and that becomes something else. Uh-huh. And it's this creepy-ass movie with yeah. weird special effects. And uh, Peter Weller is the main guy. I loved it. Man. Yeah, by the so time good. that was on TV, I was probably like 9 or 10, yeah. and that was probably a bit much. Yeah, Breaking <laughs> Away was the first movie I saw him in, for sure. And that was a great one with Dennis uh, Quaid. Uh, and the, the little kid from... Uh, he played Freddy later in life. He was the kid from... Uh, uh, he was in The Watchmen. He was yeah. also uh, in Bad News Bears. Robocop he was good in, too. Yeah, he was Kelly from, from Kelly from the Bad News Bears. Yeah. It was him, yeah. Dennis Quaid, have Daniel seen, Stern. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen him in uh, Semi-Pro? Oh, oh, the basketball one? Yeah, yeah that's my, one of my favorite roles <laughs> in him, too. Yeah, he's so funny in that movie. That's fucking great. He's great dude. in everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. But he was really young and breaking away, and it was just a bunch of friends that lived outside uh, a college town, and the college town was filled with smart people, and they were just kind of like the friends that weren't going to college, and they were just right. working stiffs. Yeah. And uh, one of them wanted to enter the race, uh, like a bicycle race, and uh, they all end up... Uh, being in the bicycle race at the end. It was written by the same guy did Rocky, and it was so good, man. Oh, wow. I grew up uh, loving him in that. And to be honest with you, from that all the way until maybe Chud, because I loved Chud, that was a low-budget horror movie. I've heard you talk about that Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. The first one's got a good amount of horror to it. What else do you need? The second one was straight-up comedy, and it was also just as funny. But a lot of people don't realize that Daniel Stern was the voice of Kevin Arnold on The Wonder Years. Like the narration? No shit. His older self? I didn't know that. That's yeah. Daniel Stern. I can totally hear that oh, yeah. now. Interesting. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, he did a great job of it. Now, the new Wonder Years is pretty good. John Cheadle plays the narration for the oh, kid really? in the new one. It's huh. really good. Same time period. It's like if on the Wonder Years street, it was like the black family down the road. Yeah. That's kind of how they've, they've done it. Yeah. It's really good. That's pretty cool. Uh Blue Thunder was a great helicopter movie with Roy Schneider that I liked. The Diner was a big movie for a lot of character actors. It starred like eight super famous actors now that weren't famous back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Lawrence Kasdan that wrote that. Hannah and Her Sisters was a... Uh, uh, what's that New York... Uh, that short New York director that everyone hates because he's kind of married his daughter. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, Woody Allen. That was a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. Do you remember Born in East L.A.? I was. With Cheech Marin? Born in yeah. East L.A. It wasn't quite as good as like a Cheech and Chong movie, but it was all right. I also liked the one where he went to... Or Shrimp on the Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that Born in East L.A. where he goes to Australia? No, that's Shrimp on the Barbie. Oh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, being in Australia. <laughs> That's funny. DOA, I loved him in. Uh, there was a great spoiler with him that I want don't want to ruin for you, but... Uh, that was a Dennis Quaid movie where he found out that he was going to die and like he was poisoned and he had like 10 hours or two hours to find out who did it and Meg Ryan's and it was pretty good. You remember Little Monsters? I do. I'm trying to think of who he was because I remember Howie Howie Mandel Mandel and Fred Savage, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
That movie, I say, I did window not pain. like it, man. I think it was I was a little it. too old for it. I My, think you were probably the perfect yeah. age for it. I think if I was four years younger, because it came out in '89, yeah. yeah, I was about too old for that, and yeah. I thought it was kind of ridiculous, and I got annoyed by Howie every once in a while. So, yeah, but it seemed like it was fun if you were a kid, which I was. Yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun. Home Alone, ah, oh, so I mean, good, man. Marv, so good. Fucking Marv, man. Like, I think he had it rougher in the first one. And he had it a little easier in the second one. Yeah, I think so too. That first one with the nail on his foot. Oh god! And the thing on his head. He can yeah. Oh, and like, well, I think it was. I don't know. What's his? The other guy got Joe Pesci. Uh, Joe got, Pesci got the thing on his hand. Yeah. And he get flamethrowed in his head. Yeah, yeah. I guess Daniel Stern got. Oh. Uh, because he had to go on the. Uh, he also got the ornaments when he yeah. went to the window. And, <laughs> <laughs> just love those guys. Uh, City Slickers, great movie, man. Sorry, the movie theater loved it. Yeah, um, I love him in Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He, he's like just one of the uh, assistant coaches, and yeah. he's always I got... I own that. I haven't watched it in forever. He's always got like way That's more right. sunflower That's seeds right. than you can have in your mouth in his mouth. That's so funny, man. And like he's teaching the kid like how to do like self-care, you know, after the, the games and stuff. And he's like, some people use ice for their, for their joints to help them. Other people use heat. Yeah. And he said, I found the best of both worlds. <laughs> I heat up. The ice. (laughs) (laughs) So great. I I still remember that line. It's so funny. I absolutely loved him in Very Bad Things. My God. That's the one where the friends friends go to Vegas. I remember him. And they accidentally kill a stripper and then kill the security guard and then start gradually turning on each other, basically. Uh, He was Jeremy Piven's brother. And Christian Slater was in it. And uh, Leland... uh, uh, Lilo Orster was in it. It's a fucked up movie. Yeah. And I, the scene where Daniel Stern, spoiler alert, uh, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. <laughs> when Daniel Stern dies in... Uh, Is it the wedding? Yeah, at the, at, at the dinner rehearsal. Yeah. The night before. Yeah. And he gets in a really bad fight with... Uh, Jeremy Piven and mm-hmm. Jeremy Piven gets into his car and they're screaming for him to leave. Yeah. And Jeremy Piven's like in the in the driver's seat and guns it like yeah. right at Daniel Stern's minivan because yeah. he was he, Mr. Fucking Minivan yeah. he was screaming. Not realizing that at the last minute Daniel Stern stood in front of the minivan and mm-hmm. he was killed by his own brother. Just right. pinned to the minivan. Yeah. And, killed right then yeah that was the thing with very bad things there was a good amount of comedy to it but it was it was it was fucked up it was fucked up and it was tailored with some horrific violence yeah oh yeah i mean some really bloody shit yeah (laughs) and christian slater was a complete nihilist in the movie and the scene where he's like uh where he when he killed the the wife from the firm Mm -hmm. or the the girl from my water world and yeah. Remember, she fought him too. Yeah. She fought like a wildcat. And, oh, and he that's got back right. in the car yeah. and he had killed her. And oh, God, man. Very bad things. A good movie. Celtic Pride, I always wanted to be slightly better than it was, but, but it, it was, was still, still pretty fun, good. Dude. It was like, still fun. It was fun, man. They were like, him and Dan Aykroyd were diehard Celtics, Celtics fans oh, that kidnapped God. Damon Wayne so he yeah. couldn't play in the game and they yeah. would win the, the playoffs. So it, was, oh, it was a fun God. idea. Yeah. I don't remember Bushwhacked, but I remember people really enjoyed it. It was a comedy uh, in the 90s. Yeah, I saw it. I just, I, I, I want to say it was camping. Yeah, or it was like uh, he was a criminal hiding in the woods or something that's, like that, yeah, maybe. That, that's, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he posed as like a, a Boy Scout troop. Is that what it was? I think yeah. that's what it was. All right, this last guy, man. We always <clears throat> use our last spot here for something. somebody really big, somebody that really deserves it. 
Uh, Al Leong was one of our big ones that we ended with one character actor thing, and that's my guy from Big Trouble China, Die yeah. Hard. Uh, he's that really great uh, uh, Asian actor that if you pulled up his name, if you pull up Al Leong, yeah. you'd recognize immediately. He's yeah. been in hundreds of your favorite movies. Absolutely. This guy here, another person who's been in a ton of your favorite movies, and you either overlook him or you just see him off to the side. He is the residual king, probably. <laughs> right. And that is Sven Ol Thorsen. Three words. Sven Ol, O-L-E, and then Thorsen. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look him up, uh, the picture of him. He has done 52 films. And you'll notice if you look at his... Should we just list some of these? I mean... Yeah, absolutely, dude. I I'll mean, list the first half, and you can list the second half here. How about, <laughs> so we got Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Red Sonja, Raw Deal, The Running Man, Lethal Weapon, Predator, Overboard, Red Heat, Twins, Pink Cadillac, Hunt for Red October, Terminator 2, Harley Davidson Marlboro Man, Lethal Weapon 3, Nowhere to Run. What else you got? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Start with the dragon. Yeah, dragon, the Bruce Lee story, Last Action Hero, Hard Target, On Deadly Ground, A Low Down Dirty Shame, The Quick and the Dead, Mall Rats, Eraser, Bulletproof, George of the Jungle, The 13th Warrior, End of Days, Gladiator, Bandits, Collateral Damage, The Sum of All Fears, Charlie Angels, and the rundown and hostage, dude. Dude, I mean, he stop th- acting right now and yeah, enjoy your life dude. for real. I think maybe he has if it's only fifty-two, you know. And he hasn't made <clears throat> he hasn't made a movie since '05. He is he was uh, best friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger when Arnold started out, and that's yeah. how he basically started. That Arnold was just putting him in his, his movies, mm-hmm. and he was good. He was menacing. I mean, he had a big frame. This guy was a big dude. He yeah. looked like he he always played a security guard. He played a thug. Yeah, he played. All these different characters, man. And it's funny that of all the characters, let's name a couple that we're like very fond of, but the one that I almost always come before any of those Arnold ones was Mallrats. He played LaFleur's, oh, really? the uh, the security guard that Jay and Silent Bob were trying to get one over through the whole movie yeah. and everything. Yeah. You just got to get away from LaFleur's, man. Yeah. And Kevin Smith's just a huge fan of Arnold and movies, and that's why they picked uh, Sven to be in it. That's funny. I he's didn't just, know that. He's perfect for that role. Uh but all the Arnold ones, I loved him in. I loved him in probably The Running Man. Was yeah, one of the that's more... that's the one thing that I like can say. I absolutely know who he was in the movie. You know what I mean? Is The Running Man? Oh yeah, like, there's a lot of these movies. You know the movies, but you will not know where. He yeah, is. like I have no idea who he was in Predator. I mean, that would be a fun game. Go through these movies and spot and Sven. Spot Sven. Yeah, yeah that's, take, that's... take a <laughs> take a shot. Every, I'm sure he's got like a a, a highlight reel. Well, yeah, I'll oh, have to look up on YouTube later on when I'm chilling. Future yeah. Paul, look up a Sven highlight reel and then tweet it out <laughs> or Facebook it out. Because, man, these are some of my favorite movies of all time on here, yeah, man. Some I mean, really some of the, my top 100 films are on here. That first Conan the Barbarian, Running Man, Lethal Weapon, Predator, Red Heat. I mean, just those alone are on my top 100. Yeah, Terminator 2. Ah, Terminator 2 is definitely on there. Uh, not as many, but the lower you get on the list. I'd like to know where he was in Nowhere to Run. That's a Van Damme movie. That was a good one. Yeah, I like Nowhere to Run. A lot of people forget about that Van Damme one. Yeah, it was good. What else is really good on this list? Mm-hmm. Overboard would be interesting if we play. I was in. curious about that. Yeah. Is, are they talking about the Goldie Hawn movie? Yeah, the Goldie that... Hawn movie, 87. Really? Yeah. I wonder, he, I mean... He must have been just like he, just an. That's extra. the thing. How he does, man. He could be somebody that just stood on that dock where the yacht was with his arms crossed. Yeah, 
And yeah. That could have been his role. I but think, I, I think and, that's his role in half this. Conan uh, the Barbarian, he was in pretty big. Every time you saw James Earl Jones, you saw Sven. Yeah. So that was probably his most like big role he had on this. Because after a while, it became gimmicky with uh, with Arnold, at least in the Arnold roles, like with Twins and Red Heat. He was on there for two seconds. Right, yeah. Pink, do you remember Pink Cadillac? That was a fun movie. I don't. That's the one with uh, Clint Eastwood, with Bernadette Peters. Oh, with the orangutan? Uh, no, that was uh, any way, which way, but loose. That I was gotcha. an early one. Pink Cadillac was, what was the year here? I just missed it. Uh, in 89, so this was later. And... Uh, he uh Clint Eastwood was going undercover to uh infiltrate like uh militia groups mm. which which would be the insurrectionists today yeah. back in 89 this is where they were they were just in the woods shooting guns yeah. at a like big gun club uh for boys and uh i'm sure that's where Sven was in it but it was a, actually a pretty damn good movie hmm. uh Hunt for October he played a russian i do remember that oh interesting terminator 2 not sure yeah Man, I love Harley Davidson, Marlboro Man. That's one of those movies a lot of people shit on, which actually is a lot better than you think. Do you remember Harley Davidson? Um, Man? I don't. That's the one with uh, Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson. You would love that movie. Man. I remember the name. Yeah, I, I don't know good. that I've ever... I mean, there's probably more gunshot in that movie than fucking... <laughs> it was a great like bank heist. They were going to rob an armored truck. Mm-hmm. Big John Studd was in that movie. Really? Yeah, played great, too. There's a scene where they're they're gonna rob an armored truck, but they get like uh, double crossed, and uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, I want to say it was Stephen Baldwin, no, not Stephen, Daniel Baldwin, mm-hmm. and uh, was part of a crew that somebody had hired to like steal the money before uh, Harley Davidson Marlboro Man could get it, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed up in the street with these trench coats that went from their feet to their neck, like right under their chin. Yeah. And they were completely bulletproof. That's right. And I so they were just that. shooting at him. And unless you shot him in the head, you could not take him out. And they were, the, a lot of the movie was what that material was and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good one. Watch that and then watch 3,000 <laughs> Miles of Graceland right afterwards and you're going to have like the same type of night, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dragging the Bruce Lee story, I always want to go back and rewatch, you know? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I got stuck watching uh, a great Bruce Lee movie, The uh, the Game of Death, I watched the other day. That's the one where he was in that yellow jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really, really good, mm-hmm. man. I also bought the and watched uh, Way of the Dragon, which was the Chuck Norris one, where he fought Chuck Norris at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I finally found it. it Broke I, his neck. Not real. I've been looking for, like, forever I was looking for Way of the Dragon, mm-hmm. but I think it goes by another name, like most of Bruce Lee's movies. Yeah. And I think Retur- I think it was Return of the Dragon, and I never knew Return of the Dragon was uh, Way of the Dragon. Right. And then I found out, and I was like, well, I'm snatching it up now. Yeah, that's like uh, the big boss. Yep, is I- Game of Death. No, no, no. Big boss is Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury, yeah. Yeah, yeah like... It's it, I, I don't think anything is... Chinese Connection... I think it's Chinese connection. Yeah. But I think every other one has like dual names. Yeah, it's really strange. Game of Death, though, that, that might go down as one of my more uh, favorite ones that he did. Really? He just has the look, and he was a fucking maniac in that movie. That's awesome. That free Pluto TV has a movie like uh, like Kung Fu uh, Channel, and it just plays Bruce Lee movies all day long. Oh, really? They have a James Bond channel. just plays James Bond no movies shit. all day long. It's awesome, man. I'll, huh. put it in, I'll put it on for background all the time. That's when you came in today and Monkey Shines was on. Yeah. That's what was on. It was on like uh, eight. 80s horror channel. No it's shit. Cool. It's very similar to like uh, XM radio, you know, mm-hmm. but just genres and stuff. That's dope. Totally free. Check it out, Pluto. Uh, all right, what else is on this list? So he did some Seagal, Low Down, Dirty Shame. Do you remember that with Keenan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that. A lot of people movie. don't remember that. Oh, Quick and the Dead. He was one of the guys that was fighting. He played the Swede. 
that was fighting in the contest. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think he didn't do so well. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> a racer. I just watched a racer too. I would think I'd remember him. But I mean, again, he's probably yep. he's probably one no of one's going to fault you for not zoo. knowing who he is yeah. in these movies for sure. Uh, <laughs> Bulletproof. Do you remember that with Adam Sandler? Yeah. Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Yeah, that was fun. Man, I love George of the Jungle. Lane. George the Jungle, man. I'm I'm glad that Brandon is coming back because now a lot of the talk about his early movies are in like the forefront. Uh, and I made a mention this in the pod before or uh, earlier, but uh, if you would see, if you're cruising on social media and you see a post about uh, Brandon Fraser, mm-hmm. click on the comments and you will find 100% love. Oh, and, I'm sure, and you, yeah. And you can never say that about almost any post on the internet. Yeah, that's you're true. You're always going to go on there and you're going to find <coughs> trolls. And every time I see one about Brandon Fraser and he's, he's coming back now in the Scorsese movie, so yeah. people are talking about him a lot. Right. Total love, man. People... Love him, from, yeah. especially from the Mummy movie. You forget how many people fell in love with him as kids in that Mummy movie. Oh yeah, like dude. I loved him in like early stuff, like Encino Man, and uh, yeah, uh, obviously the uh, School Ties and a lot of the earlier God. Airheads. I loved him in Airheads, man. School movies is another one that school we need. movies. Have we not done school movies. I don't think we have. Huh. We need to. Yeah, Toy Soldiers. Yeah, you could go any which way with that. You Absolutely, could, uh, dead, school ties. Dead Poets Society. Oh, Damn, dead I thought Poets we had a school. Uh, I thought we had a school one. Well, no. you keep the master list. There, yeah, I'll bud. look. I'll check the master Cause, list because that'll be. You might be one. right though. I don't know if I did. Yeah. Damn, something, something about me makes me think we did something with Dangerous Minds, and we did the substitute. We did the principal. Mm. Didn't we do? Something we did a Tom Berenger pod. Yeah. Huh. No. I'll check it out. I'll get back to everybody. Uh, Bandits, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. That was the uh, Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, and Kate Blanchett movie. Where they're on, the, uh, it's like a road movie kind of thing. Yeah, I, right. I vaguely remember that. They're bank robbers. Had my favorite. I don't remember the movie completely. Bank robbers. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. but I do remember my favorite line is when. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is completely asleep, just mm. totally asleep. And all of a sudden he wakes himself up and he just screams, Beavers and Ducks. <laughs> and, and for weeks after saying it, I would say that. Beavers and Ducks. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so funny. Uh, collateral Damage, Some of All Fears, Charlie's Angel. I didn't watch any of those like uh, Lucy, Lucy Liu. Charlie I James. saw the first one. Yeah. I heard the second one was good just to see to me, but uh, other than that, I love the rundown. Oh, that's, that's so fun, man. That's, I love that. That's movie. so good. And then Ostrich, um, once again. What's his name? Ernie Reyes Jr. had to get a kidney transplant the other day. Hmm. Yeah. I had heard something else about him. What the hell was it? Probably something wrong with his kidneys. No, I don't think it was that. It was something else. That, I mean, a movie that he had done that I didn't realize he was in, I think. I think I saw something with a with just him as an adult, and I was like, holy shit, didn't realize it was in this. No. Yeah, that happens. It happens with that kid from Hook a lot, too. Yeah. I see him in a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. He's a uh, <laughs> perfect weapon. Yeah. That's another movie that that guy has on his list. It's almost impossible to find. I bet. Yeah. Very, very hard to find that movie. Yeah. But cool, cool. That's our character actors. So, yeah, we have some exciting stuff coming up in the future. So what we've got, I'm not sure what next week's pod is. I'm going to have to uh, check that list. But I know in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start a new kind of segment that we're going to do. And we're going to bounce between regular Fascinated with Films and then to another thing called Fascinated with Films Presents Obsessed with the Obscure. Yes. And we are going to, during those particular weeks, we're going to tackle like one obscure movie and we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the actors in it. We're going to be talking about the behind the scenes stuff, the trivia stuff. And then we're going to pick like two or three really good 
scenes and we're actually going to sit down and we're going to watch it and do some commentary on it and comment on it and uh, talk about kind of how amazing and wild or just completely ridiculously stupid it is. Mm. Because, I mean, when you're doing obscure, you're going to you're going to find a certain amount of kick ass stuff, depending what genre we're doing. I mean, we're doing comedy, you know, they're going lowbrow. All martial I'll arts. I'll do Hamburger, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, there's some obscure ones mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Moving Violations oh, should definitely be part movie. of this, man. Uh, action could be stuff like uh, American Ninja or uh, Last Bradley Dragon Games. for sure. Yeah. Uh, I got Remo a new, Williams. I got a new Last Dragon shirt coming oh, this week. Oh, really? I'm so excited. What's the image on it? What's going on? It's Show Enough. You know, it just says, Who's the Master? Show, show enough. enough. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so well, you'll be that. We'll definitely do that movie, so you can get a picture of it too. And uh, yeah, that's some great comedies, actions, and horror movies are going to be super fun, man. So that's going to be a great segment. We're just going to bounce between that and our just our regular fascinating films where we talk about certain actors or different themes. So uh, we are going to have some exciting stuff coming up in the future. I know political comedies might be our next one with me and Dave, but I'm going to have to check with him that because he's he's styling in L.A. right now. Yeah, going to. He went to the USC game yesterday, and tomorrow he's going. Or today, he he probably is there now. Yeah. At the Steelers Chargers game. Go Steelers. So, fuck this shit, you know and that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he has just switched teams on uh, on our ass, man. I was a Patriots fan with this boy for so long. Yeah. And now he's just switched to a uh, team in our own division. What? The, how the hell does that work? Our own conference. And yeah, you know, at least pick an NFC team. <laughs> pick an AFC. I said, when it comes right down to it, who are you going to go for? And yeah. He's going to go for the Steelers, that motherfucker. <laughs> he's probably seen more Steelers games recently than uh, Pats games, and the Pats are doing great. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen any oh, games. Oh, man. I love football. I had fucking listened to the Gators lose to Missouri. In yeah, people, around, people around town are real uh, happy about that whole uh, the Gators right now. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. So sad. Hard <laughs> to be humble when you're a Gator, though. Yeah, I know. But yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com, or you can check us out on Facebook, where you can see all the pictures we drop every week. This is a particular good week to check out Facebook, because I've got great photos of all the guys we've been talking about. Of course, I told you that after you've listened to the pod, but whatever. (laughs) If you wanted to uh, check it out afterwards, it still will be exciting to realize who you uh, heard us talk about and didn't realize you've watched these guys. That's, That's the whole creation of this type series we're doing with the character actors is these guys you've seen all the time yeah. and you don't realize you've seen these guys all the time. Yeah. Or maybe you do and you're like, oh, seen that guy. Yeah. Can't like, tell you his the, name. Who, who the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. like. I love it. Yeah. I love those guys. So they're and, the glue that puts these movies to keep and these I movies love, together. I love the way like when one of them comes into a movie, like you just go, oh shit, it's that guy. Yeah. And like you remember him from this other movie or her from that other movie. And you know, it can just... take you out at times, but sometimes it can. And yeah. it, it could ruin a movie for you too, because when Michael Ironside's in the movie, yeah. you know, he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, man. And they had to switch him up after a while. But yeah, yeah it's fun. So, oh, you can also give us a like or comment on our two platforms, which is SoundCloud and iTunes, and we would greatly appreciate it. So until next week, see ya. Peace. Why'd you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken?